I hate to go all technical on you, but all hands on deck, swirly thing alert! Attention! Listen, you motherfuckers. You're experiencing the Lotus Effect with Phoenix and Phone Boy. It's very creepy. Just a little weird. Maybe it'll catch on. Who knows? It is out of sheer morbid curiosity. I'm allowing this freak show to continue. How do you fix that, though? Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Do I have your attention? Send your dick pics. <laughs> are you interested? I know you are, because it's fuck or walk. You're shitting me. Have you made your decision for Christ? To tell you the truth, I don't give a shit. I would not say such things if I were you. Who the fuck are you? Phone boy and Phoenix. But they don't know shit about fuck, clearly. That's true. That's right, we don't know shit about fuck, but we know that this is episode 34 of The Lotus Effect, and welcome, where the show's made up and the content doesn't matter. And of course, you know, I am your host, Phoenix. And I'm Phone Boy. And, and today we're going to be talking about veganism and the bullshit that goes along with it. Yeah, and I think and a lot of it comes down to, like, you know, look, you can all make, you can make a personal choice for how you want to eat, but... If for whatever whatever the reason is and, and some people you know again they have they have different reasons for for eating the way that they do and some of it is uh you know uh and, and they're they're entirely personal but at least make an informed decision about what you're gonna do right yeah don't just follow the masses or don't even follow what we say you know just uh but yeah because we don't know shit about fuck apparently we don't and yeah you know what this is but what we do know is that this is a value for value production and um yeah that means that uh we uh we put we put our stuff out there and we ask you the question we say what's uh, it worth to you yeah what's it worth to you and uh send your dick pics no uh send your uh, send your fiat fund coupons uh, with paypal and boost uh, us with satoshis that's right and troll uh, along in the chat yeah and we actually listen live yeah, we actually got a boost when we did... Um, that's right, when I debuted my new show, The Funny Thing About Murder. That's and right. Dame Bully Steed came in large and in charge with a thousand Satoshis to say good job and keep it going. So thank you, Dame Bully Steed, for that, even though it wasn't this show. That's okay, because we appreciate any support that you give to us for all that we are putting out there, whether it's my show personally, that Phone Boy is, you know, my, my clip monkey for, or whether it's the two of us spitting at each other in a mic. We mm -hmm. appreciate you guys in any form of giving back the value that we give. Uh, like he said, you can send your Fiat Fun coupons, you can stream us Satoshis, you can troll us in the chat, you can listen live, lotuseffect.stream, or if you're busy on a Saturday night, having a good time and uh, partying like we do, then you can always listen to the show uh, on your own schedule at lotuseffect.show. Yeah, and you'll find the value for value link on the top top of the page there that that you can find the link to uh, where to uh, where to send us your fiat fund coupons. Uh, and, right. and if you don't have a podcast app that can stream Satoshi's, we'll get a new podcast app. Go uh, to nudepodcastapps.com. Yeah, there are nude podcast apps to uh, listen to uh, nude podcasters podcasting. That's right. And since we do nude podcasting, we're trying to we're trying to get this to be a movement. Uh, it was started by Sir Spencer and Dame Dolores who we wow. love immensely we, we love him to death and we do and uh you know we call them the kids because technically we're kind of old enough to be their parents but uh you know maybe by just a slim margin but it doesn't matter great uh close enough for great people work. that's right they're great people out there in kc doing amazing things with uh bitcoin and nodes and nude podcasting and every other thing that uh we're all we're all bought in on. Yeah, we're, and we're, we're trying to... We're damn sure not bought in on that government bullshit that you keep hearing. Oh, yeah. We got some stuff to talk about today, speaking of government bullshit. That's right. And we always like to say, in the morning, to yeah. all the NA producers out there, 
and thank you for your courage and, and such and uh, so so yeah today's uh yeah, today's topic is yeah we you know when we do the when we do the uh, we do the poll you know sometime during the week to get your get your feedback on what the show topic is and of course we always pick the um, you know we always uh, come up with uh, menu items that you can order right and and there, it's not always clear what the menu item is and that's uh, the fun of it is yeah. we put up a menu item and you have no idea what that topic represents until showtime yeah that's right and so yeah uh, so today it's uh, today it's about veganism and, that's right uh, and then we'll explain. Uh, the the poll that you NA producer saw had an option for biscuits and gravy, which is what you all chose. Now let me explain why that was put under that. Because when Phone Boy brought to me the idea, because we usually you know we'll throw things back and forth at each other, you know, do we want to deep dive on this? Do we want to deep dive on that? And uh, for for whatever reason, he had this song that came into his mind. I'll let you tell it, Phone Boy, because you do it so much better. Yeah, well, it's uh, you know it's the Blues Brothers. What do you want for nothing? Uh, a biscuit? A biscuit? <laughs> so that made me think about biscuits and gravy, and there you go. It yeah. became a menu item for the poll, and everybody unanimously, just about, said, yeah, we want to feast on that. So yeah. feast your ears on yeah, and, veganism and, 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 and the evil and, behind it. Yeah, and biscuits and gravy happen to be vegan. So, well, depends on the gravy, I guess, but... Yeah, do not ever ask me to make a vegan biscuits and gravy. That is a... That, that is definitely a... a um, yeah, that's a line too far. Yeah, no, we're not doing that. Um, <laughs> Never. If I'm going to make biscuits and gravy, I'm going to subject you to the hot, fresh garbage that is a fresh-made buttermilk biscuit and some naughty, seriously inundated with real pig sausage gravy. Yeah, um, so I think, um, yeah, so I think uh, we should probably just dive right in. Uh, I think we should. Yeah, so... Um, just also, we do have before we get started. We also have a if you go, something you want to call. We have a, we have a refire topic, which is our which is our voicemail segment. And That's right. Every week we ask you to weigh in on something strange and bizarre. And this week it's the fact we want to know what the worst adult film you've ever watched is. So you can call us at two five three two three seven three three two one. Contact. Yeah. Anyway. Um, that's right. Yeah. So. So yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll play. We'll play your voicemails as we as we as we typically do. So if you yeah, uh, if you if you're listening to this in the future and you just want to call in on that or or one of the previous uh, refire topics that we've had, yeah, go ahead. Uh, the right. uh, the operators are not standing by. It is but a, Google Voice is to mangle your translation. Yeah, which is uh, you know which which we appreciate. So, um, so I th- with with that, I think we will. Um, I think we'll get started. I so, think we should. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you've you've done you did the book work on this uh, particular. I, I episode. did. I put a lot of work into this for whatever strange reason. Couldn't be because I actually like doing this show and think that I want it to be successful. No. So, we are going to dive right in. And as you all know, if you've listened to this show for longer than three seconds, you know that we like to start off with the definition of that which we are tackling in this week happens to be veganism. Now, veganism is the practice of abstaining from the use of animal products, particularly in diet and associated philosophy that rejects the commodity status of animals. Now, what is the commodity status of animals, you might ask? Good question. Yeah, I'm actually curious about this myself here. It is the legal status as property of most non-human animals. So particularly farmed animals, working animals, and animals in sport, and their use as objects of trade. In the U.S., free-roaming animals are broadly held in trust by the state, and only if captured can be claimed as personal property. I found that kind of interesting, to be honest with you, because I've known many people, my grandmother and 
uh, late grandfather. Actually, they're both late at this point. She died in like 2006. Evil bitch. Anyway, uh, she had a farm for many years and had cows and everything. And I never realized that, you know, you don't actually own your animals unless you, you know, un- unless you <laughs> capture them and claim them as personal property. That just didn't make sense to me. Yeah, well, it's yeah, it, 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 but it, but yeah. I mean, if you look at the way that they're treated in law, yeah, they're 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 considered. Yeah, you know, most of them are considered property. I mean, you know, um, even I think your domesticated animals are kind of considered property. And- they are actually. I was recently reading that and did not realize that under that um, commodity status, it also includes like your dogs and your cats. So, um, <laughs> I never looked at it that way. But you know, anybody who wants to trim to come and try to, you know, fuck with or take my cashmere kitty away. Yeah, you're you're going to you're going to get a battle, damn sure. And it's not anybody who knows me knows my cat lives a better life than I do. He eats a better diet than I do. He has the life of luxury, just chilling and being loved beyond belief, you know, all kinds of petting and treats and he's he's treated like a king as as he should be. Yeah, well, you know, and I th- and I think if you talk with uh, if you actually if you talk with individual ranchers and farmers and you know, that kind which of thing. we did and we'll discuss that in our toast and jam session today that's right but if you talk with them yeah it, 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 like they treat their animals you know very well right yeah but i don't think that's what the vegans are stepping all over mm-hmm. themselves about i think they're all about being upset about the commercial farming and the commercial agriculture well, it's a little it's a little more complicated than that but uh yeah but yeah well, yeah but, but i mean but to scratch the surface of it that's yeah. A lot of what they're upset about is yeah. that they don't like the way that the mass production of animals occurs. Yeah, my, and that's and that's something I'll agree with them on. Is that, yeah. The, oh yeah, I'm not going to disagree that the way that you know big business treats the animals of the you know the agriculture sector or whatever. Yeah, I that's one of the reasons why you know with the eating clean movement that we're doing, I am a whole lot. Uh, a whole lot more into being able to talk to and shake the hand of the farmer who's raising the cows, the chickens, the pork, uh, you know, that we are consuming. I, I take a lot of favor to that because I know where my food's coming from. I know they're eating a species-appropriate diet. I have not had one farmer that I have had contact with. And like I said, we'll talk about it during the Toast and Jam, but there hasn't been one farmer that we've bought meat from that hasn't said, hey, you're welcome to come and see how we are doing this, how we're raising them, this and that. And that really endears to me because that says to me, I'm not hiding anything. If I tell you that they are eating a species-appropriate diet, you can come and see that you can bring that to the bank. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah, and and. And so there, even though, you know, we'll I'll be up front and say, yeah, we're not, there are things about veganism we're not, we're not fans of, or at least we have some questions about. And, but at the same time, we respect the idea that, hey, you know, some of the stuff that they, that, that, that is promoted, you know, that is, you know, it's, hot, it's, fresh bullshit. I'll just say it. Yeah. Well, some of it is, but, but they, but there's some, I think there's some things we haven't, that I'd say we have in common with, with, with vegans. It's, and so, and I, and I tend to focus on the, you know, where we have things in common and versus, you know, versus the differences. Cause the, you know, we don't get anywhere by focusing on all the differences, you know, in this, in this no, case. And unfortunately, a lot of vegans, like they are hell bent for election that if you're not, yeah. you know, if you're a meat eater, you're the enemy. And they'll spit on you, and yeah. they'll. I, I've you got know. I when I okay. So when I was doing some, and we're probably this is probably a little bit, um, little bit 
soon but we'll but tipping our hand here in the sense um yeah i was i was listening to a podcast that had nothing to do with diet although the guy who was on that the the, um, the podcast he was on happens to do some stuff about um diet nutrition or whatever but the the topic was actually about uh mass formation which is uh, talked about in uh, which, which no agenda has covered and substantially oh god yeah any 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 producers out there are you know probably screaming and hollering at their you know their computers right now when you mention mass formation because it's definitely been spoken about numerous yeah. times well and, I, and i'm sitting there today doing doing the clips right because this has been unfortunately guys this has been a crazy week for us and so yeah we we look like we've yeah, got we'll, a poly- we'll, we'll tell you a little bit about it yeah. in the toast and jam yeah, exactly but, but yeah yeah, things, we keep we keep, we keep, we keep tipping our hand here, but night. yeah, everything. Yeah, they, they, there's been we, we've, last uh, the last few days have been a little unusual. I'll just say that. And, yeah, uh, they have. But yeah. we we should get back to what we brought these fine folks here to listen to, yeah. which is us talk about veganism. Yeah, that's that's right. So animals regarded as commodities may be bought, sold, given away, bequeathed, killed, and used as commodity producers, producers of meat eggs, milk, fur, wool, skin, and offspring. Now, I I take a little bit of exception to that because eggs, milk, wool, and offspring, just to name a few, do not actually require the killing of the animal for the supply. They're renewable products, and they don't harm the animal when they're harvested. And quite honestly, wool, for one thing, that comes from sheep, as you know, that is actually a very important, they have to be sheared. There was a sheep that had gotten lost from its flock for like five years. I saw this video on it, and the coat was so overgrown and so heavy that it had started to affect the joints and the hooves, which just keep growing. They're made of keratin, and much like our fingernails, they just keep growing and growing. So this poor uh, this poor sheep was weighed down with this very heavy matted coat, and you know these overgrown hooves and it's just terrible so you know when when people think of oh i don't want to you know i don't want to use wool i don't want to you know be a consumer of wool because it harms the animal no it's actually helping the animal because if their coat becomes overgrown like that it could cause joint problems it could break bones and they're just generally miserable i mean do you want an extra 20 or 30 pounds on your back when you don't have to have it i certainly don't and the lanolin that's harvested for lip balms and hand lotions and stuff that's natural when you shear a sheep you've got a butt ton i mean you could take your hand and i've done this you can take your hand off the freshly sheared sheep and you know run it along just you know a little bit of pressure run it along where that sheep was sheared and you've got this beautiful silky lanolin that's just flowing over your hand and again that animal is still very much alive and very much thankful that you took that extra weight off of it. So I don't see how vegans can get all up in their tushes about the fact of wool and eggs. Chickens are going to produce eggs. You know, DeLorean and, and Spencer found that out, you know, ahead of schedule, their chickens laid an egg. And they do that. That's what they do. That's their normal life cycle. They eat, they poop, and they lay eggs. Now, obviously... You know, if there's a rooster around, the whole point of laying eggs is to fertilize it and turn into a baby. But guess what? They don't all get fertilized. So you're essentially wasting that beautiful egg by not consuming it. You're not showing that animal respect by consuming that egg so it doesn't just sit there and go to waste because it wasn't fertilized. Yeah. So there's, yeah, it's all of this stuff is 
you know, there, there, you could, is, is complicated in the sense that there's, there's some of it is, yeah, you look at the, look, I think what, what I find interesting about it though is it depends on which way you want to focus as to which one is quote unquote morally superior. And I'm, and I'm not, and look, if you have a preference one way or the other, I'm, I'm not going to argue with your preference, right? Just understand that there are, um, it's a matter of respect. I respect your right not to eat tasty, you know, tasty animals. Uh, respect my right that I, choose to not allow the earth to become overpopulated with these animals that would ultimately go to waste in this instance they are being used to further a species that yeah. of the human race yeah well and, and i think i think what we all lose sight of right is that the fact is is that all life consumes death yeah in it's a sense. called a life cycle yeah so you know that like even just plants right they they are nourished by the death of other creatures, plants and animals alike, right? Um, you know, or or the defecation of of of, of you know, plants or animals, right? Or, or both, right, because right? ultimately, um, you know, vegans they they eat plants, and I'm actually going to go into uh, the variety of vegans and vegetarians that are out there. Scratch on the surface of okay. what you know, vegans and vegetarians yeah. are out there. So uh, yeah, and you have pretty much two choices. Um, the only way your vegetables are growing, you're either putting human or animal feces on your fields to grow it, or you're putting chemicals. I personally, because the feces biodegrades and becomes, you know, completely useful for nurturing the soil and not harmful to a human, I am a lot better with the thought that someone spread cow shit over their field to grow the vegetables that I'm going to eat, as opposed to like some 10-10-10 fertilizer that's nothing but pure chemical and you have to you have to realize that that chemical is getting into the vegetation that you're growing on that on, on that land. So so do I do I need to play uh, start playing the clips now? Go for it. Okay, flood them with clips. Okay, so all right. So I in my health journey, I've run across a lot of people, and 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 the one person that it has fascinated me was Lear Keith, and Lear Keith was a and in fact, I'll even. Um, yeah, I'll play the I'll, I'll play I'll play an intro clip for her, which is so she was a um, you know, she she started out as a vegetarian for 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 reasons, and I'll, I'll play this first clip, um, and um, and then when she re- and then when she started going down the rabbit hole, you know, she realized that yeah um, yeah it's it's a little more complicated than 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 that. But here's what she here's so I'll just play this little intro clip where she where she so so this was a. Um, I think this was on an appearance she did on like a PBS station or something in 2011. I think. Okay. Um, but she's been she's been around. She's kind of in the you know you'll see her kind of on the fringes of some of like some of the low carb stuff or whatever. But ultimately, she was a vegan who said, "Yeah, I had some you know that that it, it, who basically went the other direction." But now there's but there's some there's a lot in common with what she's doing now versus what she you know, versus you know or, you know I don't know that, that what she was doing as a vegan, right? It's just it's just, there's different there's different nutrient sources. So let me I'll play this first clip of, you know, of Lear Keith. I started very young. I was 16 and and I met another vegan. Um, and mm. at that age, you know, you're very idealistic and you're very impressionable and I was somebody who, even at that age, was very impassioned about 
you know, saving the planet and all these political concerns about oppression. And it all comes together when you learn about mm -hmm. veganism because yeah. here you can, you know, stop oppressing animals and you can stop hurting the earth and you can feed hungry people. And there's this whole, it's, it makes a total picture. You get this complete plan if you just eat this way. And at age 16, I had no counter information and I thought it, it seemed like it made sense. Yeah, and and by the way, there and, and nothing wrong with that, right? I mean, so the, the the goals of that she states are totally reasonable, right? There's nothing wrong with, yeah, we want we want to we want to save the planet. We want to you know we want to be better stewards of, of it all, right? Absolutely. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong, but the problem comes in when it's so radicalized that it just becomes brainwashing, and and you don't know how to. You know, some, some people don't know how to get out of it. And others like her, you know, they finally had an aha moment where they went, wait a minute, I smell the pungent aroma of bullshit. Something is not right here. Yeah. So there's a couple, and there's a lot of, there's, you know, and, and I've got a bunch of clips I can play here, but, um, you know, as far as all that goes, but, um, you know, we're talking about agriculture and, and how that's, you know, it's so, I mean, let me play this. I, I've got, I've got a, like a short clip here and I got a long clip and I'm trying to remember what, I, I know what the long clip is. I don't remember what the short clip is. We'll play the short clip first just to see what, uh, sure. yeah. The other thing that you find in the archaeological record is that humans are long and tall and strong and they keep all their teeth and, and their bones are disease free until you hit agriculture. And then suddenly everybody shrinks six inches and they lose their teeth and their bones are riddled with disease. I know exactly what that clip is from because I remember when you nailed it. Yeah, well, that was that's like the opening of this thing. So, by the right. way, uh, you can you can watch all this stuff in the there's uh, I've got the full video for this in the show notes along with uh, along with some of the other stuff. But ultimately, yeah, it's not just and and I think you know what I didn't what I wish I would have gotten some clips on which I don't have. But ultimately, you know, plants. If, if look at it this way, so. Animals can run away. They have legs. They move around. Uh, plants can't. Um, how do they uh, prevent uh, or limit the uh, the amount of uh, the amount of uh, eating that happens by them? Well, they, uh, um, you know, it's 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 all it's chemical warfare. It is. And so, if you think about it, I mean, plants don't want to be eaten. They can't move. So, what do they do? They produce things that hopefully will make it uh, make themselves unpalatable or less palatable to things that might want to eat it. And, you know, some of that stuff, yeah, is maybe is maybe not so great to eat, um, you know, that in time. I mean, you know, think of it this way. Um, arsenic, I guess, is, a, is, is comes from a plant, right? Almonds. Almonds, yeah. Um, yeah, you eat too much of that. Uh, yeah, you die. We already know what arsenic does. Don't, don't panic the listeners. It's raw almonds that have the arsenic, that produce arsenic. It's it's not the yeah. roasted one, so don't don't look at a bag of almonds and scream murderer, because it's 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 not like that. There's there's a little bit of there's a little more to it than just yeah that fact. Yeah, but but ultimately and ultimately, yeah. I mean, you can use you know, I mean, you know, human you can use human fertilizer too. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah, it, you, I was talking in Sharky uh, in the chat yeah. that in Maine they use human feces to fertilize the potato crop. Yeah. So, but I think it's, but what I think, um, the, the longer clip, which I think is much more, um, much more telling, right? It's that, hey, you know what, let's, you know, we talk about, and, and this is, and there's, you know, th and this is something that happens a lot, or th this is a, um, 
you know, discussion that happens about, okay, well, you know, killing animals is, you know, or eating animals is killing the planet. I think, I don't know. I mean, I think if it's done properly, far, you know, farming, and we're talking, I'm talking about like, you know, I will say industrial, the industrial food system is hot, fresh ass. Yeah. The way that they do things, whether it's growing crops or raising animals for consumption, is just atrocious. Uh, it's atrocious. And so, you know, and here's Lear Keith talking about, and and she, God, there's I've got a couple of clips of her. We'll we will you know we'll talk about this because this is one of the things that one of the reasons that I know people are vegan is to try and save the planet. Well, I don't know industrial farming, and, and by the way, you start getting into these you know these products like you know. By the way, if you if you eat vegetables that you grow in your own garden or whatever, that's great. But keep in mind that you know at scale, right? A lot of stuff has to happen, and so let me. I'll play this clip from Lear Keith. It's a little bit long, but uh, I promise you that it's worth it. Okay, agriculture is drawdown, um, and you need to talk. Un- t- yes, we'll talk about Good. talk about agriculture. Right, okay. Why is that even not healthy? All right, so you got to understand what agriculture is. Um, in very brute terms, you take a piece of land, you clear every living thing off it, and I mean down to the bacteria, and then you plant it to human use. So this is biotic cleansing. I mean, we all know what it's ethnic like cleansing is. Yes, it is, it's, uh, it's but it's of biocide. all life. It's biocide. It's biotic cleansing. I remember you saying something yeah. like a million different organisms in one tablespoon. Something, yes, and that's like what we kill when we do living. agriculture. So in nature, you've got a few different templates, but it's all the same idea, which is a whole bunch of different plants, and they all live a long time, and they all communicate with each other, and they all form a community. And their basic goal is to create more life, and the way they do that is by, by creating soil because soil is the basis of land life. Mm-hmm. So they protect it, so all the material, whether it's trees or plants or whatever, they're protecting the soil from exposure. Their roots literally hold it in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's all the biological functions of the bacteria and the other microorganisms that either degrade you know, dead matter and they make the nutrients available again and the plants mm-hmm. draw it back mm-hmm. up. And the other thing that plants do, um, the perennial plants anyway, the, the long-lived plants, they have very deep root systems. All the minerals that you know, make life possible are drawn up from the rock that is our planet by the roots of those plants okay Okay. and now now that's the basic sort of template for life on earth so you have all these different plants working together creating more soil the problem with agriculture is that it wipes all those plants out and you're only planting one or two plants and these are annuals they're not perennials so they're short-lived wiping off every year every single year and this is a war and this is why you know iowa alone uses the energy equivalent of four thousand nagasaki bombs every year and I say this in is a, fertilizer. Yes, yeah, that's how much, and, and other kinds of energy, ah. other kinds of energy ah. use. You need those big machines to get out there and clear it. The world does not want to be a monocrop. I mean, nature does not recognize mm-hmm. this as a living system, and she does everything in her power to repair that wound. Agriculture is a wound, so it's a war every single year. You're driving out the plants and the animals that need a home. I mean, this is a nice way to say extinction, mm. and this is what agriculture has done around the globe. We're out of continents, okay? It's been drawdown of soil, of species, of water, um, and it's been 10,000 years we've trashed the planet. Yeah, and every time I, um, and, and, and this is something that I know that when I was living in the, when I was living in the Pacific Northwest, I, and, and I'm, I'm kind of seeing it here too, to a, to a degree, is, is the fact that like civilization is continuing to expand. And, you know, you know, you have to have a place to house these people. You have to have a way to feed these people. I get all that, right? Um, well, the argument for population control could come in at that point, that if you had less people, you know, I mean, look at what the government's doing all across our our governments, you know, meaning worldwide, are doing with this whole COVID-19 
which we'll touch on, you know, a tiny, tiny bit uh, a little bit later, you know, that's literally a mass genocide with the vaccines. But then again, you know, that's just my opinion, man. Yeah, well, I could, yeah, I have some clips we could play around that, but I think that's a little Yeah, but that's not what our show's about today. I just thought I would add that in there. Well, I know, but I mean, I think it's, there's certain... Um, but I think the, you know, we start, to, we talk about body autonomy, right? And this is, and mm-hmm. the, the, this, this phrase, it's funny. The same people that think about, um, that are, uh, th- that are pro-choice, quote unquote, are, uh, demand that you take an experimental vaccine that's probably going to kill you. Yeah, that's actually, that's an argument we had with, uh, Tigger during the week, you know, how, how can, and I'm not saying she is, I just want to put that out there, but how, how can you be pro-choice and pro vaccine. Yeah. It, it's oxymoronic. Yeah. Well, pro mandating the vaccine. There's by the way, there's right, you right. want to take the vaccine, that's your choice. But if you're if you're forcing me to do it either directly or indirectly through like intimidation yeah, or yeah, like vaccine passports, yeah. you know, cruises where you have to be vaccinated so you don't have to jump through a million damn hoops to be able to get on the ship. Yeah, exactly. So um, okay, but uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean that's and that's the thing with you know with, with all this stuff is like yeah, I don't think we're I don't I think those who are saying oh you know you know cow farts are you know killing the planet or whatever I don't think you're looking at the whole picture and it's and by the way it's really easy to do that and and in fact um, you know this is I don't know if I want to play this clip now but I've got the I've got the clips on an, um, I've got the clips on um, what do you call it on mass formation I got a couple of them. Yeah, I think you probably. Or well, at least I'll I'll start what. with the intro clip because I think because because here's here's where I think things start. So look, if you make a per- and I and I and I'll equate this with religions or anything, right? Or, or you know, or any, it's like you you have a right to believe whatever the heck you want, right? There's and if, when you start mandating that others believe the same thing, that's where I draw the line, right? Correct. And so. Um, but and and this is where I think when I started because when I started listening to the to the I mean now to be fair like all the clips I got from Lear Keith I had actually had I had heard some of this a lot of the stuff before from her so I, I kind of knew what I kind of knew what I was looking for in terms of clips but then I started listening to it after having listened to this uh, this um, you know um, this interview recently about uh, that uh, that Ivor Cummins did uh, with this guy that, uh, that did, wrote this book on mass formation I started connecting a bunch of dots and i went oh yeah this is you gotta be careful and, I'm, and again i'm not saying to make an individual choices i got no issue with that right it's the it's you know the lies that propagate the you know the one choice or the other that i got that we, and and the you know and the fact that the, the food system seems to be geared at this entire system that i got we got some issues with so absolutely so yeah. play your clips so all right i'm gonna play i'll play this clip because i think it's because one of the things i one of the things I, I know i've seen with vegans is that they get very uh it's almost a religious zealotry with some of them right it's not just a the uh, only other people i've ever seen be as passionate and frankly rude about it are religious people like seriously like yeah and by the, and by the way it's not, it's not just vegans i mean there are carnivores that are the same way right so it's not i don't i'm not i don't want every in there's a yang as i often yeah, say exactly so you got douchebags all the way around but I, I i thought when i started when i started you know listening to some of this the, the re-listening to some of the lear keith stuff again i kind of went oh yeah this is part of the mass formation and so uh so this is i think it's a uh, um Dr. Matthias Desmet, um, 
Yeah, he's a. I think he's a doctor of psychology. Um, Ivor Cummins interviewed him on on his podcast recently, and he did this book called, um, you know, he did this book on the, you know, the, you know, the, the, the you know, the it's effectively like totalitarianism is collective or collectivism is totalitarianism effectively, um, and so I, I think this clip is interesting because it, it because yeah, it kind of you start when you start sort of. L- Listening to some of the stuff that some people do in this, in this, in, you know, in in, in the you know, in the vegan movement, so to speak, yeah, you start to wonder, right? What the, you know, if it's part of this larger thing. So let me play this clip by uh, Matthias Desmond here uh, about the fact that, yeah, the people, and this is, and this is, I think, where um, we'll start. We'll we'll do with what starts a mass formation because I think that's a that's where we need to start here. I agree. If a, if, if a large part of the population is in this condition confronted with freely floating anxiety, frustration, and aggression, then something similar can happen at the group level. Under these conditions, if a narrative is distributed through the mass media, indicating an object of anxiety, for instance, a virus, indicating an object of anxiety, and at the same time, providing a strategy to deal with this object of anxiety, then there might be a huge, then all this freely floating anxiety might connect to this object of anxiety, and there might be a huge willingness to participate in the strategy to deal with the object of anxiety, even if the strategy is absurd. Yeah, and I think it's this is you know again, veganism for some people kind of fits in this narrative, right? It, it's you know from at least what I've observed, right, is that yeah they they have anxiety about these these issues, and you know and 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 Lear Keith talked about the fact that. Yeah, this is. Um, I had a solution to all my problems, right? Or to to my to, to some of the anxiety I had, and it kind of so it kind of fits into the mass formation. Of course, um, they did. You know, it's this is one of the many mass formations I think that that, that has been attempted. Um, and again, I'm not. I'm not. You know, again, I'm not making a, making light of an individual's choice to do it, but it should be informed and you know and again let's not uh you know and there are people i know that for whatever reason yeah they, they can't eat meat and, that, and there's nothing wrong with that right but understand that there are some you know that it's you know that, that it's not the most healthy thing for most people right yeah there, there may be and, there, and there's waste and you have to supplement things i mean and so that's a and that's actually that could do i have that clip on here no I, i'm not gonna get into that but you i have to let you do your notes yeah, you might actually let me do a little bit of the show content since I did put some work okay, in. Okay, yeah. Okay, well, you're one of the stars of this piece of shit. That's so. right. All I right, am so one of the stars. Yeah, okay, so go on. So the term vegan was coined in 1944 by Donald Watson and his future wife, Dorothy Morgan. And there are several categories of veganism. You have dietary vegans, a.k.a. strict vegans, who refuse to consume meat, eggs, or dairy products or any other animal-derived substances. Then you have the ethical vegans that take it a step further, but not only eating only a plant-based diet, but also opposing the use of animals for any purpose, and they try to avoid any cruelty or exploitation of all animals, including humans, because let's just favorite it. We are all animals. Yes, we are. Some more than others. Yeah, of course. Now, you have environmental vegans who are concerned or who concede that industrial farming of animals is environmentally damaging and unsustainable. And that's, I think, where the argument comes in about without these animals and them doing what they do, you're not fertilizing your crops unless you're using a chemical, which is just not, you know, if <laughs> it's, it's ironic. 
you're all about saving the planet, but you'd rather use a chemical that contains petroleum products that are worse for the environment than a cow fart and using animal feces as fertilizer. Yeah, makes perfect sense. In what world? Yeah, and I think you know this. This is um, you know this is something that we should. This might be another one of the, this one of one of these uh, clips. No, I think I was going to save that clip. That's right. Um, but ultimately, with um, yeah, it's you know if you're going to grow stuff, something you're again you're using you you have to use something because because this you know we're talking again we're talking with. Um, you know, again, we we were talking with with the farmers today, and because the soil isn't uh, isn't what it used to be, you're having to add stuff to it. And even if you're doing you know natural farming practices, it's like there's because the soils have been depleted for so long. Yeah, we're going to have to supplement, but but ultimately, and yeah. even personal farmers are feeling that problem. Yeah, exactly in in their own arena. Yeah, exactly. So I think, and there, yeah, and I think. Um, and if you know anything about farming, okay, which I know a little bit because I grew up on a farm as a young girl, you can't just keep planting, planting, planting and stripping all of the nutrients and the vitamins and whatnot out of your soil by continually just, you know, planting and planting and planting and not replenish it. It's it's it, it's hard to explain short of you there has to be a balance. You can't take, take, take and not give, give, give in replacement. And that's where, you know, you'll, you have a lot of uh, farms that you see, they'll burn their fields. The reason that they're doing that is to reintroduce nitrogen and essential things into the soil. And then they'll leave that field for, you know, maybe a couple of years so that it can revitalize itself. That's the way farming becomes sustainable. Yeah. Um, should I play the one acre of land clip? For yeah, me? go for yeah, it. Yeah, let's do that because they, they keep, yeah. So, and, and I think a lot of problems would get solved, right, by we just leave it alone. That's pretty much the way it goes. The earth is an amazing, yeah. an, an amazing yeah. creation. It exactly. will regenerate itself if given the opportunity. Yeah, because, I mean, and you see it. I mean, you know, and I've seen, you know, I mean, look at the, um, I don't know, you've, you've probably seen the, um, you know, some of the, some of the, uh, the, the photos from like, uh, you know, dead theme parks and that kind of thing, right? Like, I love seeing those. Yeah, like the one in New Orleans is a, is a, is a nice oh, one. Oh, yeah, the old Six Flags yeah. down there. It's, it's just trash. There's a lot of them in Japan, too. Yeah. Yeah. So ultimately, you leave stuff alone. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I mean, we, there's a, there's a joke in, uh, going back to Philip K. Dick in science fiction that says, yeah, you can only win the war on Kipple, like, you know, tempor temporarily in one spot right it's kind of it's uh, well i think you need to explain to the listeners what kipple is well, kipple is is just the, the the um the sort of the debris and deteriorates of life right it's 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 a uh, um what's the word um you know it, clutter it's, yeah clutter em uh, entropy whatever it's just that that yeah ultimately if you don't if you don't take active action against it all the, or, you know towards it all the time it, it eventually takes over and yeah i mean we both know people in our lives where the, where the, yeah where the kipple has taken over so that's right um okay but let me play the i'll, I'll so i'll play the uh take take an acre of land right, that's right. And, and what and uh, what happens with the uh, two cattle on it you can take one acre of land and you can do two different things on that acre you can wipe everything off it so drive everybody off kill everybody and I mean, like, literally down to that bacteria, you know, down to the little okay. tiny microorganisms that are making it all possible. Kill everything. Plant to corn. Dump a whole bunch of fertilizer on it. A whole bunch of that fertilizer is going to run off 
take the topsoil with it into the water, kill the local river, all the fish, everybody's dead, okay? Water table's gonna keep dropping, the trees are gone now too because they can't reach the water. You're basically looking at a desert, you know, mm -hmm, at some mm -hmm, point. Mm -hmm. Anyway, with all that corn that you can grow on one acre, you can then take it to tortured animals living on concrete, feed them that grain, and at the end of the year, you've got two cows that people can eat, okay? okay. On that acre of land, you minutes. can leave it alone. Yes. You can still have all the, the prairie that should be there, all the animals that need to live there. Um, all, you can have all the mammals, you can have all the reptiles, you can have all the birds, everybody gets their habitat, which is their home. They get to live there, okay? And leave the grass alone. The cows will eat the grass. Um, so you've got all these animals living, you know, all the plants, everybody's there making a living community. You could come back in 10,000 years, and the only difference would be a few more inches of topsoil. So it's mm. a closed-loop system. The rivers are in good shape. The water table yes. stays the same. The soil Life is, is good, yeah. Um, and at the end of the year, you've got two cows that can feed the same number of people. So one way kills everything. The other thing is a system that could go on forever because it's not a system. It's a living community. Okay, I think I played the wrong clip. That's only because I tore him a new ass because he stole the clip I wanted him to play later. But it doesn't matter. The information is out there and it's important. And I think people need to hear that. That, you know, you can do one thing and it completely obliterates all life on Earth, essentially. And then, you know, you can piss off the vegans or do this other thing and feed a whole lot of indigent people. Yeah. And, and that's a, and, and yeah, and I think there's... Um there's a lot of ways we can go with this, uh, you know, the, the conversation. But yeah, you have the notes because you've done. You, well, what does that matter? You've got the clips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You say you've got. The, yeah, you've got the something. Now there's there's a, there's a there's a song by what is it? It's a yeah. You got the you got the you got the research. I got the clips. Let's make lots of money. There's a there's a song. If by, only it worked that way, we'd be we'd be set. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. That, I'm thinking of a song by. Uh, crap! I can't even think of the name of the band. Um, okay, so the irrelevance factor on that's about a ten <laughs> at this point. Thank you. Okay, so go on. Thank you. <laughs> so while many health organizations regard a well-planned vegan diet as appropriate for all stages of life including infancy and pregnancy the german society for nutrition refutes those claims stating there's inconsistent evidence to support a vegan diet provides efficient or excuse me effective protection against metabolic syndrome and some studies have shown, however, that a vegan diet may help with weight loss in the short term. Yeah, so does going NS&G, as I and Foam Boy can testify. And we're still eating tasty animals. Yeah, so, and I think this is important, right? Where, where I think veganism succeeds is you, get, you, you, you start out getting rid of the stuff that is, you know, all the bad stuff, right? All the stuff you probably shouldn't be eating anyway, right? So it's, you know, the, and by the way, any diet that, that does that, yeah, you're going to get some benefits. Now that, you know, longer term, that's where you start maybe running into some issues. Um, I, I know. actually can speak to that because, you know, even though a vegan diet's high in dietary fiber, magnesium, folic acid, vitamin C and E, iron and phytochemicals, it lacks sufficient saturated fats and cholesterol that you need. Um, yeah. Okay. Now I got I got clips for that. Okay. So can I continue? Yes, you can continue. But I'm Thank just letting you. you know that I have clips. And you had to do that on mic. I just love getting you. Um, it doesn't have sufficient omega three fatty acids. It doesn't have sufficient 
vitamin D, calcium, zinc, vitamin B12 is one of the big ones that has to be supplemented due to what the vegan diet lacks. And just as a side note, yeah, meat has all of those and more. I'm just saying. Yeah, so I've got a few different, yeah, so... Um, yeah, I've got a few different clips that can play on this. Um, so let's, um, and I'll, I'll play this short clip um, about fat that, uh, that, again, from Lear Key. Okay. But, you know, your brain is almost 80% fat. You've got to eat it. So if we call somebody it. a fathead, we are being accurate. Yes, we are. And that really should be a compliment, the oh. highest compliment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not, but it should be. Well, yeah, it should be. Uh, but that's and and that's you know that's one thing. But I think there's uh, you know we talk about nutrients. This is uh, this is where it gets, um, you know this this is um, you know there are she Lee R. Keith talks about this also and, and she didn't. And I'm I'm actually surprised she didn't mention B12, which is the which. So, yeah, everybody that you re- anywhere you read about uh, being on a vegan diet or anything like that definitely is prominent that you have to have the B12. You have to supplement the B12 because you're not going to get it no matter how well balanced in your vegan diet. Yeah. And, and it's funny because, yeah, um, you know, that, that so uh, when Vinny Tortorich did his uh, Beyond Impossible movie, which will we'll play the... Tr- which we'll play, is phenomenal. Which is phenomenal. And yeah, we uh, there's a little bit from the trailer from that. But one of the, one of the questions he had queued up for the for the vegan doctors that he invited to sort of you know i don't know to tell their side of the story was yeah and didn't they refuse they they, made a, they all they either did. ignored him or they made some bullshit excuse why yeah they, they yeah, they, yeah exactly which it's, is ridiculous because i'm sorry you know no res- no disrespect to any vegans or vegetarians out there because we will touch upon the vegetarian issue as well but if you're that wholly believing in what you're spouting and the, and the diet that you're undertaking in this and that, why would you not take the opportunity to go on to a platform that has a ass ton of listeners, truly? Because Vinnie Tortorich's platform gets a lot, lot, lot of yeah. listeners. He's got them in the millions, I believe. Yeah. Why would you not take an opportunity to defend your stance that you know, the vegan diet is so healthy and these are all the benefits. It sounds to me like a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Well, it kind of reminds me of uh, another uh, mass formation that uh, that is that we've spent the last two years uh, dealing with and are still trying to recover from. Oh, you must be talking about the scamdemic. Yeah, well, that would be it. Yeah, um, we'll touch upon that in a little bit. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'll just play this. I'll play this brief clip about... Um, you, you know the th- nutrients you can't get from plants yep there are fat soluble nutrients that you cannot get from plants vitamin a vitamin d vitamin k2 vitamin e you cannot get these from plants you've got Not to at eat all them. no or, they don't exist ah they don't exist in plant foods and they're essential and they are essential you will die without them um so this is you know and they are important for just every range of of human biological function you've got especially your brain you know but mm. everything mm. Yeah, I have a question. Did she say you can't get vitamin K from vegetables? That's what. Yeah, vitamin K two. Yeah. Oh, K two. Yeah, K two. Yeah. Okay. Not vitamin K. Well, no, because I was actually, and and I have firsthand knowledge of this that vitamin K is actually found in abundance. And and I will, you know, kind of give a warning to all of the listeners out there: eating abundance of salad is actually not healthy for you it can actually give you an overdose of vitamin K and cause adverse reactions. I knew a guy this happened to. Yeah. Because the dude just literally ate just salad, salad, salad. And it almost killed him. 
Yeah. I mean, so, don't get me wrong. Okay, I, I I like a little meat jewelry, a little a little rabbit food now and again. But, I I have no yeah, I, you I, know, I, no hatred for that, but it's not going to be my primary staple. You yeah. know, somebody slaps a, a well cooked medium ribeye in front of me and a salad and goes pick one. Yeah, fuck right off with your rabbit food. Yeah, I'm that's probably something we need to discuss on our toast and jam. By the way, that, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Well, that'll be yeah. So. Um, and by the way, so the, I'll talk about impossible for a second. The impossible meat or whatever is that yeah. you know they say, oh, you can do all this stuff and get the same protein. Uh, yeah, no, More. it's nutrient dense food. So for start, you get the complete proteins. And the problem with protein that comes from plant sources is that it's wrapped in cellulose, and we have no way to digest cellulose. You know, we're not ruminants. Yeah, it's true. We've got the one stomach. We don't have that vat of bacteria that can do it for us. So we can't eat grass. Um, we have no way to digest it. So we can't get to the protein. That's why it's called poor quality protein, um, oh, is because oh. we can't get to it, and it's not complete. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing, right? Is is that and and there and not to say that there aren't times when you when you can can do that and 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 you know like like I said, you know, sort of plants actually exist on a spectrum of toxicity, and you know, and also they, you know, let's put, you know, eating peas by themselves, yeah, you know, maybe not great, but but you're also not going to eat, you know, the amount of pea protein it would take to make a, um, you know, that I think what is it, you know, there, there's a you know the the number of ingredients in an impossible burger you kind of look at that and go is this healthier than just eating you know what you know whatever i mean it's 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 yeah it, and it, i would die to know how they make that shit taste like a whopper if it has absolutely no meat in it i mean i i i literally think i figured it out though i don't think it's so much the fact that they're making it taste like meat as that you've got all that other shit that they put on it the lettuce the tomato the mayo which Anybody who puts mayo on a hamburger should be drawn, quartered, and fucking shot. But anyway, um, you know, the, the ketchup, the mayo, the veggies, you know, they, they load all that gack on there so you don't actually taste the meat. There's no purpose in that. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like like the comment I made the other day. Um, why, do, why does steak need natural flavoring? It's fucking cow! It's supposed to taste like fucking cow! Okay, don't blow out the fu- don't blow out an O-ring and, and kill the listeners. Their poor ears. They they all just whipped their earbuds off going, Jesus Christ, phone boy. <laughs> yeah. All right. But no, I agree with you. You should never have to add any flavoring to meat to taste you know, for it to taste like meat. You know, exactly. what a what a seriously wild concept, meat tasting like meat. Yeah. And it's interesting because veganism actually gained a lot of interest in the 2010s. And in the latter part of the 2010s, chain restaurants started adding vegan items to their menu. Supermarkets started improving their selection of vegan processed foods. And the global fake meat market, which is what you were talking about with um, Impossible and uh, Beyond, I believe, is the other... Um, what yeah. do you call those uh, fake meat companies? That's it. I, I was trying. I was thinking name, like a company name for the. Uh, well, no, but uh, what, yeah, the, I, I know what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Well, the global fake meat market increased by 18 percent between 2005 and 2010, and in the U.S., it increased 8 percent between 2012 and 2015 to five point or sorry, 553 million dollars a year. Oh, there's a there, that. that's disgusting. 
Yeah, the guy the guy from Beyond or whatever was was quoted as saying it's like a it's like an over trillion dollar industry now. Oh, it really is. Yeah. I mean, the, the first fake meat butcher shop actually opened in 2016 in Minneapolis, up yeah. there where Boobs is from. Right. So, and they actually named the name of it, but I'm not going to even give those people a publicity yeah. bump with our show. So, you know, they can fuck square off. In 2017, over 12,000 chain restaurants had begun offering Beyond Meat and Impossible Food products, including Carl's Jr. with their Beyond Fuck Burgers. you, I'm eating. That's right. And Burger King with their Impossible Whoppers, which I will admit to have consuming, and I really didn't, It, you know, a normal Whopper tastes like fucking ass, so the Impossible Whopper really didn't have... Uh, you know, a really high bar to try to get over to be better, or at least on the same level. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, now, yeah. Okay, plant-based meat sales rose 37% from 2017 to 2019. That's pretty significant. And actually, in 2011, Oktoberfest in Munich, which is a traditionally meat-heavy event, offered vegan dishes for the first time in its 200-year history. Yeah. I'm sad to hear that. Yeah. Like, I, I cannot lie. You go to Oktoberfest in fucking Munich... You better be consuming some serious animal uh, flesh. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't think a Beyond Meat brat is going to go as well, you know, with a German stout as <laughs> no, I, I don't think the so. real deal. No. Um, no. If I'm going to, if um, I was very close to being in Munich during Oktoberfest, I think I missed it by a couple days. I oh, was able that's to, painful. I was able to go walk around. I was, the uh where the the ground you know not inside the grounds but i did get to walk around on the outside where they where they held the oktoberfest and yeah and it was uh you know it, it's yeah it's one of those things I, I missed out on i had i been able to stay a couple extra days maybe i would have done that yeah that um that's one thing that like if anyone ever gets the chance to do i would definitely not pass up oh yeah because that's just you know i mean again putting life into living that's something you get the opportunity to do it. You don't make excuses. You just, by God, do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and uh, but uh, yeah, that would be and yeah. So the beer over there is pretty good. I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta. Yeah, it, I think they have a pretty high bar to um, to live up to. Yeah, exactly. Oktoberfest is absolutely everybody knows what it's about, and it's actually spawned, you know, smaller local events yeah. in different places. So yeah, you damn well better have some good ass beer. And and some sexy brats when Oktoberfest comes around, and I don't mean the fake meat. Yeah, exactly. You want you want yeah you want some of the real brats, which are which are also really good. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, just um, depends on how much hot fresh garbage is in them. But yeah. I would imagine because the food standards in other countries are a lot different than those here. Now you would States. hope that they would be, but not. You still got to read the ingredients. That's always the- yeah. We always say read the ingredients. I, I know. Yeah, I just wish I could when I was in Israel. Well, I, I don't. I try not to read the ingredients in in, in Israel because everything's in Hebrew, so I can't. Yeah. Uh, Maybe you should get your boss to translate. Yeah, well, but the but the reality is, I, I'm going to have the hummus over there. I mean, there's just no getting yeah, around that. Yeah, that just happens because because yeah, that, that yeah, wars are started over hummus. I mean, you know, I could play that, but anyway. That, so no um, doubt. Okay, so 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 go on. Well, some of the other stuff that I found out. And and I guess I should have been aware of it, but I really wasn't. There's all these different types of vegetarians. You have um, 
proletarianism, which is where they don't eat seafood or other animals, but they eat plants, maybe some dairy, eggs, poultry. Um, yeah, I knew. Okay, so I knew in high school. I knew an ovo-lacto vegetarian. I actually have that on my list. Oh, no you do seafood, poultry, or other animals, but they eat plants, dairy, and eggs. Okay, which, which, by the way, um, okay. So think of it this way: an egg, a chicken egg, is what we're talking about here, or, or mm-hmm. well, any, well, real, yeah, butt nugget, exactly. Um, that's you know, think think of it this way: it has to grow a an entire, it has to grow an entire chicken. So. It has. It's a. It's, it's pretty. A, the, a, honest to God, the the chicken egg mm-hmm. is a complete food. Yeah, there's a reason I eat a dozen of them every freaking day. And Don't he does. He really does. I've seen it happen. Yeah, it's more than I've, I can eat more than a dozen. Yeah, I'm kind of. I'm kind of scary that way. But um, yeah, the the um, yeah, but twelve slices of bacon is just a little bit too much. He can only consume eight. <laughs> Um, what do you mean? I think I, oh, the other morning I consumed, you made a dozen I consumed eggs. 16 the other day. That's Oh, that's what it was. It was 16 because you were like, ooh, I don't know if I can eat that many with this dozen eggs. That might be a bridge too far. Like, no, I still, yeah, I, still, I still ate it. <laughs> yeah, you did like a boss. I did, yeah. So Now, we have pescatarians, which are no poultry, no animals, but they eat plants. Um, maybe some dairy and eggs, and they eat seafood. And then you were talking about the lacto-ovo. The ovo-lacto, yeah, ovo-lacto-very. Yeah. The same difference. And then you have the ovo-vegetarians, which they eat plants and eggs with no dairy, seafood, poultry, or other animals. Um, lacto-vegetarians, which eat only plants and dairy, no eggs, seafood, poultry, or other animals. And then you have the vegans, who only eat plants. Yeah, and don't want to even use... Uh, products that have uh, that have uh, either been tested by an- tested on animals or um, include animal or, or include, in them like inc- soaps and shampoos yeah. and things like that. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think there's um, you know I think there's something that, yeah there's there's um, you know again there's I think where we have an issue right is yeah I think. I think if you were like a true vegan, where you where you consume no animal products, first of all, it's unrealistic, right? Because completely unrealistic. Because even the, the supp- even some of, some of the foods that are and and this this is what gets me because Vinnie Tordich talks about don't eat around what you want to consume, and some of the ways that they are creating what I call fake food, which is substitutions that replace animal products in baking, cooking, or otherwise. It's just atrocious, some of the things that you're substituting. Soy, for one thing. We've talked about the evils of soy, and we may have to do an entire episode on the evils of soy. But there's a lot of soy products that are used to replace the ingredients that are animal-derived or, you know, animal product itself, you know, eggs, dairy, things like that. Yeah. And just why? I I just, especially, like I said, okay, a chicken is going to lay an egg, whether it's being harvested by the commercial industry or whether it's your backyard pet. I mean, my friend Wookie has a chicken that belongs to somebody else. We have no idea who it belongs to, but she'd go under the deck and lay her eggs. She made herself a nice little nest. You know, Wookie doesn't own her. We don't know who does. But, you know, she forages for her own food and provided no predator gets her. 
you know, Wookiee's got free fresh eggs and she did nothing to, you know, this, this chicken's definitely eating a species appropriate diet because of the fact that she's foraging for her own uh, bugs and eating grass and things like that. So I don't see anything wrong with consuming eggs because you're not harming the chicken. It's something that they naturally produce. Now I can, I can understand the argument for milk because of the fact that Cows are made pregnant so that they will lactate, and then within 24 hours of the calf being born, they're taken away and given a milk replacement. And if they're boy calves, they'll either be killed or they'll be raised for veal or for meat in the future. But you know, you're taking a baby away and giving it a replacement, all so that human beings can have the milk that the mother cow is producing for, you know, big, big business, you know, in industrial ag. And that is kind of disturbing. So the fact that I don't actually drink milk anymore, I feel a little bit better about that. Because I mean, as we've talked about, I refuse to eat veal because of what it is. And not because I'm a vegan or a vegetarian or one of those pita faggots. But quite frankly, I just don't agree with eating baby animals. It's why I don't eat lamb. It's why I don't eat veal. But once they grow up, they're fair game. I'm going to bite you on the ass. Well, I have to play... There's a, there, you, you talked about eating bugs, so we have to play this clip. I love bugs! Bugs, bugs, bugs! Mm. Tastes like poo. Well spoken, that. sir. Of course you do. I love that clip. That yeah, I know. I, I was just, I, yeah, I, I know. I'm, I'm sitting here on the soundboard going, okay, I know I've got that clip. So Right. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, bugs are species appropriate for yeah for for animals for, not humans th- that's right but you know of course i think the people that are probably uh, suggesting this are probably uh reptiles but uh, didn't hear that from us yeah they're lizard people yeah. we know it lizard people all right so um okay and but you know people which, who eat low-fat diets watch. have like four times the suicide rate Oops, wait a minute i hit the wrong i hit the wrong one sorry i didn't mean to do that <laughs> i no i knew it i'm surrounded by assholes yeah, yeah. I don't know how I switched boards here. Yeah, this is the problem. It's like I switched. That's and like, funny. Yeah, I didn't mean to that, but um, I do want to play that clip um, later. But um, well, let me tell you all about this thing that I recently found out about, which is called uh, Veganuary. It's a month long challenge which encourages people to try a vegan diet for a month. Celebrities such as Ricky Gervais and Jane Goodall, as well as Paul McCartney, called on people during the scamdemic to fight against climate change and prevent future pandemics by eating a vegan diet. When I heard that, I was like, are you jacking it? Do they really think that they're going to get away with trying to say that another pandemic can be prevented by eating a vegan diet. Yeah, I'll believe that when my shit turns purple and smells like Lucky Charms. They're magically delicious. Yeah, well, you know what's not magically delicious? The way that these vegans are acting. Check this out. So one of the arguments that's fueling this movement of uh, veganism is that They're claiming it's widely agreed that the origin of 
COVID-19 was the consumption of bats. We all know that's bullshit. We all know it was lab created in Wuhan. It hadn't a damn thing to do with bats. And who the fuck was eating the bats? I know the bats were in a wet market, but show me somebody who's fricasseeing a bat. Yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, um, that is, yeah, and I think there, yeah, well, there, there is, there is some bullshit in, in Wikipedia, of course. Actually, probably a lot of it's bullshit, but, uh, uh, but some, but you know, especially. Well, it when, was just the way that that put that out there yeah, so blatantly, I, I, like, oh, widely agreed by fucking who? Did, okay, was there a Show reference on that? Was there who? a reference on that article that not say, even no? There uh, was a footnote back. Anything? No, there wasn't even a footnote. It was just a blatant statement in that article that just you know, threw me backwards off my chair. Like, who the fuck is widely agreeing? Even the CDC and our corrupt-ass government said, um, yeah, it came from Wuhan. It wasn't yeah. back. The, the, yeah, the only one... The, the, yeah, I think, I think I'm with Mama T. The only person that would actually... Um, that might uh, eat a bat would be Ozzy. Actually, I'm going to weigh in on that. Ozzy did not actually mean to do that. Somebody thought it would be funny as fuck to replace the fake bat that he usually bit the head off with a live one right before the show. That's how that actually happened. He was just as mortified when when it was a live bat that he bit the head off as the audience and everyone else who knows that story. So no throwing shade on Ozzy Osbourne because that wasn't his fault. Although how the fuck do you mistake a live and a, and, and a, and a, would the live one not be moving? Do you think he wouldn't have maybe turned his head, looked at him like, Hey motherfucker, what's up? You know, I don't, I don't, I don't get how you accidentally bite the head off a live bat. And when do you realize it? When your teeth sinks into what should be plastic and it's, uh, you know, squirting blood in your mouth, a little nasty if you ask me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, so. <laughs> well, okay, so here's the thing. The argument made about not eating meat seems to believe that not eating meat and using products containing, you know, animal, whatever you want to call it, you know, basically anything that contains animal material, if you will, okay, mm. that not using it, not consuming it is going to save the planet. Okay, so we kill all the animals and then we die. Yeah, sounds, yeah. sounds well, logical to okay, me. Okay, well... Um, Meat is highly nutrient dense. I'm fully aware of that fact. But yeah. you also realize that these animals that are being co- commercially sourced, okay, it's not just their meat that's being used. They are being used for fertilizer, you know, toiletries. You know, the meat is just one aspect of the, you know, what's being used by the animal. I mean, I can tell you over in Scotland, you know, where where my ancestry comes from, that when they when they kill a sheep, they use the whole damn thing. You know, they grind up the organ meat. It's called offal, O F U L. No, O O. I've seen O F F A L, but and it, it might be I might have the spelling wrong. But my my meaning is it's not A W F U L. But that being said, it's organ meat, and they mix it with spices and rice and stuff it in the sheep's bladder, and you know. Bing, bang, boom. You got haggis. Yeah. Um, shall and they, I, they shall, also shall, sell yeah. uh, cow's tongue, yeah. uh, tripe, which is cow's stomach. Yeah. This Should, is all sold in the stores. Yeah. And, 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 even, and, and our local, um, actually, we're having a discussion with, our, with, the, with the, uh, the beef producer today about that exactly. That's right. Thing. We were talking about the fact that there are actually people who are coming to our, our beef people saying, yeah, we want the tongue, we want the liver, we want this, that, and the other thing. People understand that eating and using the whole animal pays homage to that animal 
it's not cruel. That animal gave its life so that your life could be furthered. Yeah. yeah. So now I'm going to play a, play a short clip on the nutrient density of meat. I like it. it. Yeah, this is another Lear Keith one. but Meat is at least 100 times more nutrient-dense than, than vegetable matter, and the organ meats are at least 100 times more nutrient-dense than the, than the muscle meat. Wow. And in this culture right now, it's complete insanity. Nobody eats organ meats. We right. throw them out. Right. We're eating the right. stuff that people used to leave for the dogs and the scavengers. That's what we're eating. Wow. And we're giving the dogs wow. and the scavengers the good stuff. I mean, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah, because, I mean, I, okay, I used to feed my cat chicken liver. Oh, God, yeah, my dog loved. Yeah, and I, okay, and I swear to God, that cat lived, that cat lived almost 20 years. Now, I can tell you, yeah. because my father was a hunter, so I grew up eating venison because his mother had like 86 acres that he had carte blanche to go hunting on and would. Every single year he would go and, you know, from a very early age, you know, I understood the honoring the animal and the difference between life and death because I grew up in a family where my father hunted and he went and got a deer and, you know, he would call my mom. They had a code and he would, he would skin it and then he would cut all the meat off the bones and he did not. Uh, he would he would field dress it, of course, you know, after, after he killed it. And I can remember many a night where we would have, you know, liver and heart for dinner, where mom would break out the cast iron skillet and fry up liver and, and fry up the heart with, you know, onions and gravy. And as a kid, I'd steal that shit right out of the fucking pan hotter than fires. I loved it. Now I wouldn't touch liver. But then again, you know... It's it's all in you know the the difference in flavor, but oh yeah, I'd I'd fuck up some deer heart, man. I'd get after it like ah. Yeah, and in fact, that's you don't need as much, right? You're only eating, you know, maybe a small bit of it. Really. Well, and that's like you and I were having a, a discussion before we started the show today about the fact that when you eat, let's say something uh, sugary or carby or something like that, even even vegetable wise. You know, if the satiation that you're going to get from eating, let's say, a salad compared to a ribeye steak, they could weigh the same amount, but your satiation amount and how long you stay satisfied will vary greatly between what, you know, the the vegetable and, and the meat. So your, you know, your statement about meat being you know, really dense and whatnot nutritionally makes complete sense with how your body feels when you eat one versus the other. Oh, yeah. And I think, you know, we talk about, you know, talk about nutrient density and, and yeah, and I think it's, I, I don't necessarily have any um, clips or anything to back it up, but I've always thought that one of the reasons people overeat is they're not getting what they need. And so if you're eating, you know, if you're able to get what you need in a smaller amount of food, are you going to be hungry? Now, we talk about, um, you know, we talk about all the different you know, different things. And actually, this is, um, actually, I'll play this clip, and I'm not sure if it's the, this is the best time to play it, but I'll play it anyway. Um, that, you know, you talk about, we talk about carbs right. being complex, you know, right. and so, and, and that somehow makes it better. Yeah, well, maybe not. So there's all the things you're not getting, but then there's all the things you're getting too much of with an agricultural diet. 
essentially it's way too much sugar. So every day, mm. um, I mean, you can call it complex carbohydrate if it makes you happy, but in the, at the end of the day, it's all just sugar. Yeah, because the starches that are in our grains, right, break they, down they fairly break down. quickly yeah. into, into sugars. Yeah. So then what's wrong with that? Well, um, it's way too much insulin. and It requires this insulin response. So for instance, your brain can only function at a very, very uh, small range of sugar, glucose, blood glucose. So if you put in too much, it's a biological emergency. And then your pancreas has to secrete all this insulin, which will grab it out of your bloodstream and, and sock it away, usually in your fat cells, as fast as it can, or you'll die. So it's an emergency response. Wow. And this is not what insulin was meant for. So every time you eat one of those meals, you're demanding that your body produce that much insulin, and then there's a whole cascade of effects that happen from having that, that constant blood sugar roller coaster. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. You know, obvious things like diabetes and hypoglycemia, but on into, for instance, cancer. Yeah, that's pretty much what the body does when you give it sugar. Yeah, it, and that's why we talked about in our episode about being a sugar addict. Um, you know, a little bit is too much, and a small amount is is never enough. That's right. So it's best just to not be doing it. But ultimately, yeah, it's, you know, and this is, and actually, do you have anything on cancer in your notes? Actually, I don't have anything in cancer on my notes. I figured I was going to leave that because you had a clip pertaining to I it. do. And so, and since I played that last clip that mentioned cancer, it's just, again, it, it's kind of right, right after that. Um, right. The, it, so it's, it's the same thing. But ultimately, yeah, this is, you know, we talk about eating a species-appropriate diet, and, and, and there is a proper human diet. I think we disagree on what a proper human diet is, and it may be different for different humans, but I think there's a lot of commonalities in the in the proper human diet. First of all, it's, it involves getting rid of all the crap. But Well, it's um, also not a one-size-fits-all. You know, you might need more protein than I do compared to I might need something that has more, you know, C and D vitamins in it than you do. It's just, it's, it's individuality. Yeah. But, you know, and actually this is, um, this is something that there's a reason that Vinnie Tortorich is, uh, is, is anti-sugar. And it really has to do with, well, this, this short clip I'll play. Mm -hmm. What we know about cancer is two things. One, insulin provokes the growth of cancer cells. Really? Number two, what cancer eats is sugar. So you put people on an agricultural diet, they're going to get cancer. This is why cancer is unknown amongst hunter-gatherers. Really? Yes, even until the 1950s, you can read statements in medical journals. Well, we all know the Eskimo don't get cancer. And that's why. They weren't eating agricultural foods. Yeah, and they weren't, and they weren't eating sugar, you know? Exactly. Uh, they weren't eating, yeah, the, and, you know, the hundred names for sugar that's in all, that's in, you know, that's in all processed, not all processed foods, but all, you know, all, um, you know, in, in foods that probably come in a box or, you know. Yeah, we had that discussion today about the numerous different names for sugar and yeah. how they're hiding in foods that yeah. you would not expect them to yeah, be ex in. Yeah, exactly. So, Okay. But uh, but yeah, I think it's uh, you know this is something that yeah we need to um, with any of this stuff yeah it's it's it, there's there's a lot to this right and it's not just it's again what it, what it comes down yeah so you've got you're eating plant material which by the way like we okay as humans we have the you know we can eat plants but we're not you know I'm trying to think there's there's actually we don't have we're not ruminants. We yeah, don't I, I, have multiple did, did stomachs I, did to I process. Did I play that clip earlier? I think you might have. Yeah. But you know, it's funny. You're you're gonna pay, uh, play the Vinny clip, and I actually have something that goes along with that. Subsequently, eventually. Well, okay, but I, are, are we at that point yet? We are at that point. I I want you to play it after I talk about okay, this. Okay. Okay. Got it. All right. I'll let you, I'll let you do your thing. Okay. So there is an argument among vegans that they 
argue about the adverse effects of wildlife uh, derived from the agri- agricultural uh, practices necessary to sustain most vegan diets and the ethical contradiction of favoring the welfare of domesticated animals over wild animals. Because ultimately, as this clip will speak to, there are wild animals who are being killed so that these vegetarians and vegans can have their crops without the pests of wild hogs, uh, deers, and other wild animals getting in there and feeding themselves on what these people are supposed to be eating. Yeah, and again, it's and, and I know I know Lee. I, I wish I'd had that in the in the clips I'd pulled from Lee or Keith. But she, when she started growing her own stuff, her her comment was, "Wow, I have to in order to get things to grow, I have to." use animal products most likely if i because if i don't want to use you know if i if i don't want to use petroleum products and pretty much i'm having to use animal products and also um yeah that uh i have to kill other things in order to be able to to grow this food so it doesn't get eaten by the you know by the by the insects and the other and the the animals that are outside so and the irony that's dripping off of that is that the commercial operation that's growing these vegetables, the animals that are being killed to keep these crops from being eaten, yeah, they're not being repurposed. They're not going out and getting those animals and feeding their family or someone else's family, you know, having a big block barbecue. They're just left to rot. Now, granted, okay, I'm sure there's other scavengers out there that are feeding off of them, but human beings are not feeding off of them. And yeah. the scavengers are not going to honor that animal the way that a human being would honor it. They're going to rip and tear and just leave yeah. it for bone. Okay, so I'll play this. This is a short clip. It's actually from the trailer to Vinnie Tortorich's Beyond Impossible documentary. So it's the third documentary he's done. He did Fat, a documentary, Fat 2, a documentary, and then he did Beyond Impossible. And if you have an opportunity, we're going to put a link to, in the show notes to this particular, and I, I would say it would probably be good to put all three links to all three of his Yeah, I movies. need to, I need to, yeah, I need to. I, I need to. I've actually seen this. Phone Boy played this film for me when we were early in our relationship, and it is very eye-opening, no matter which side of the fence you sit on, you know, pro or anti-vegan. Yeah, exactly. yeah so I'll play this short clip, and I, I have to, I, there's a lot of visuals that the clip doesn't belay that I'll attempt to explain, but, uh, right. but here we go. Because you became vegan, because you're eating fake meat, does that mean a sentient being didn't die? Well, guess what? There's no free lunch. Yeah. Three, two, one. Now, that sound that you just heard is actually the visual for which is a wild boar in the crosshairs and essentially being killed so that a vegan can have their vegetables well or they're they're earlier slightly earlier in that clip there was also you could see the visual you could see a an animal that was going to get caught in the combine yeah which is extreme because okay i i know that combine drivers oh i did sorry good god keep your fingers off my buttons uh, combine drivers actually cannot see like right, right in front of the spinning wheel of death, if you will, that they are operating. So if you have an animal that runs in front of that combine while it is just unmercifully eating up the wheat or whatever it's cutting down, yeah, that's that's going to get up in there. And guess what? You've just ruined all that agriculture because you cannot use that for human consumption. 
Um, and I've got another clip I can play from Lee or Keith, and that might be the with the clip that you wanted me to play here that I thought that was the clip to play here. No, the Vinny clip was one I wanted. To play. Well, no, but there's another. But I think there's a clip okay. about. But I think it's a. It's related to what one played before, which is ultimately yeah. Here's what okay. happens with industrial farming. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we all can agree that factory farming has just got to go. Factory farming didn't exist until 1950, and the reason that we have it is because corn became so cheap. Mm-hmm. So you got to mm-hmm. ask about you know five. Mm-hmm previous questions to this. Why did corn get so cheap? Mm -hmm. Well, the Green Revolution. And what this was is people figured out how to take oil and gas and turn it into nitrogen fertilizer. When oil and gas were cheap and abundant, it meant that fertilizer was really cheap. And then they also did a lot of plant breeding and now, of course, genetic engineering Mm -hmm. so that all the plants they grow, they they didn't produce anywhere near as much of the cellulotic stalks and the leaves and instead put way more energy into producing the grain itself. So that's these Green Revolution crops. Um, so put that together with the cheap fertilizer, and literally there's this mountain of c- corn that's produced from the 50s onward. It had nowhere else to go. I mean, it was so cheap. And from, and from that point forward, it made economic sense to take animals off their, their habitat, you know, off, off the, the farms, grass, and essentially put the them grass. in cities. So now they live in concrete, um, and they're fed corn, which is not their native diet. It kills them. I mean, if you're eating grain-fed beef, you're eating a sick animal. You know, they, they corn fed. Yeah, corn, corn fed. fed beef. Corn yes. fed. Yes, absolutely. Grain right. fed. Yes, it's the last thing. On, it's not their native. It kills them, literally. It burns holes in their stomachs. It destroys mm. their livers. Mm. Which is why we give them antibiotics and yes, other stuff. Yes, exactly. To, it's the only sick. way that they're going to survive those 60 so days. So we are all eating sick meat. Yeah, we are. We are. Um, and the reason that that's possible is because of the fossil fuel. And that's yeah. disgusting. When you really think about it, you know, you're eating sick animals because the grain that they are feeding them they're not meant to consume and they are ultimately dying earlier so again for all the vegans out there all the vegetarians out there yeah that that uh that cow's gonna die anyway don't let that cow die in vain well and slap and, it on the grill but, and, and, by the, and by the way we you know and this is something that when we you know when we talk with our um with our local folks uh you know buying some of the stuff it's yeah i mean it it, it comes down you know it's like yeah the, the animals we you know we we're not wanting to you know okay we eat animals right we're not we're not to you know we are people who eat tasty animals we're, we're not we're not going to deny right. that that we are but at the same time, we also want these animals to be treated, you know, while they're alive, right? And you can tell from talking with these farmers that we talk to is, yeah, they want to take really good care. Like one, one of the, 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 the lady from DeBell, I think, was talking about the fact that, yeah, they, they you know, yeah, they named their animals. and, and she, you know, Yeah, they, it was DeBell. Yeah, we'll was we'll De- talk about that later. Yeah, exactly. But, but, but actually, one of the really good points yeah. to make about a animal eating a, spe- a species appropriate diet and also being treated really really well is the wagyu beef over in the uh, wagyu province they are played music they're massaged they're given beer now granted beer is probably not good for you know cows but who am i to judge you know with with the fact that they're ultimately ending up on your table uh yeah tie one on elsie have a good time yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, at least grains for them because they're ruminant animals. I mean, that's something. Right. That, yeah, but of course, you're you know you're consuming alcohol, which is a whole different sort of a thing, right? Yeah, there's uh, sugar involved there. There's you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, we as we know, sugar's you know not not so great. You know, no, it's, not, it's not not in the not in the thing. But um, and it's interesting, you you know, because you just played that clip of Vinny and the, um, you know his his documentary that he did. In 2014, there's a documentary that was made called Cowspiracy, and it states that one vegan can save 365 lives 
compared hold on my notes got messed up um my handwriting got messed up yeah compared to the average u.s diet in in addition if everyone in the u.s switched to a vegan diet you could save 208 billion in healthcare and 41 billion in indirect healthcare by 2050. Um, I don't know about you. Yeah, but I, uh, you know, and and, and I don't I, eat 365 pounds of, you know, meat in in a in a solid year. I'm pretty sure I'm not eating 365 pounds. So I'd like to know where they're getting their statistics from. Is it another one of those things that they just you know throw some numbers in a hat, pull it out, and go, yeah, they th- these assholes will believe that. Yeah, well, it's probably <clears throat> bullshit. <laughs> Exactly. I think it's a hot, fresh, steaming load of bullshit. And and like I said, and we've said numerous times, if you're eating a proper diet, not just veggies and things like that, your health is going to be decent. So you're going to ultimately save money on health care. And honestly, with the vitamin deficiency and the possibility of developing, what was that word? Metabolic syndrome? Yeah. Uh, how are you saving all of this healthcare money by being a vegan if you run the risk uh, of nothing short of metabolic syndrome as well as vitamin yeah. deficiencies and things? I would think that that would be a contraindication for why you would want to eat that well, diet. Well, here's but again, where people get deluded, I think, is, is that, it, that how it's healthy is it's ultimately the removal of foods, not the addition of foods. Because you know, and I think if you look at modern medicine, it's all about adding something to solve the issue, not taking things away. And ultimately, if you take all the shit away from your thing, you you ultimately uh, you're ultimately going to get better. Well, here's the interesting philosophy that I have, and I mean, you can tell me I'm full of it, but with the fact of eating meat as well as some vegetables, you're getting all of the vitamins and minerals and nutrients that you need. So if you're trying to live a healthy life, why do you want to have to stuff all these pills in your face on the daily just to be able to get the replacement for that which you're not getting in the food that you eat? It seems kind of head up ass. Yeah. And and I think uh, this might lead into where uh, talk about Western Price. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so this Lear Keith is not the first person to talk about uh, Western Price, but uh, he's a dentist. Uh, goes back uh, into the you know the early part of the 20th century, and uh, you know he did some investigation. But Lear Keith uh, kind of tells the story here, at least the, the, the beginning of it. Weston Price was a dentist, uh, originally from Canada, but he lived in the United States. And in the 1930s, um, he had been observing for about 10, 15 years in his dental practice that suddenly there were children whose teeth did not fit. And they had these terrible... Teeth in their mouth. Yeah, uh-huh. okay. terrible malformations, all kinds of bizarre problems that he had never seen before. And his thesis was that this has something to do with nutrition. Because at that point, um, corporate America was already beginning to take control of the food supply. And the food supply was being flooded with... Um, cheap vegetable oils, so all the animal fats, traditional animal fats, were being removed from the diet, Mm. cheap vegetable oil, Mm. and lots of white sugar and white flour. And he believed that this was the why all of a sudden these terrible dental problems were popping up in young kids. Yeah, and you know, he he, he took it from a dentist's point of view, but he, he, then once he got into it, he realized that there was a lot more there. Um, And so, yeah, and actually, so um, I got a little bit more on this. um, I think it's it's uh, it is uh, worth listening to. Oh, hold on before you play that. I wanted to mention the fact that uh, you and I had talked about at one time how McDonald's 
used to fry their french fries in tallow and then they changed to you know vegetable oil which we all know what is it rapeseed yeah rapeseed oil yeah which and, is, it, and it rapes you yes it does your your health is just absolutely violated by this horrible stuff so i mean i'm not dogging mickey d's french fries but uh you know shame on you guys from moving from you know beef tallow which flavored your fries really well and was a lot more healthy for your consumers but i guess you know you don't give a fuck about killing your consumers because frankly you'll just get more because the children of the children of the children that you're killing will keep coming back for that mick nastiness mick nastiness oh you know anyway um so let me play um let me I'll play the uh, the the other western price clip here and then i think we'll move into the toast and jam i think it's a good idea so he decided to test his thesis, and he and his wife, Flora, was a nurse. They traveled the world. They decided they were going to hit every mm. continent mm. You know, on which humans lived and try to find at least one group of people that achieved perfect health. And that meant freedom from chronic and degenerative diseases. Um, it meant freedom from mental illness. Mm. It meant mm. um, uh, ease of childbirth generation after generation. So you know, women go into labor four hours later, there's a baby, real easy. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, because of the beautiful bone structure. Um, and so on every continent, he was able to find at least one group of people that met that criteria. So, and no dental, you know, no yeah. dental problems, you know, perfect <laughs> teeth, no cavities. Yeah. Yeah. Taking a, taking a drag there between clips. Yeah, nobody heard. No. Don't tell my secrets off the off yeah. the mic yeah. here so and, and, and that's the thing is that if, you, if you're eating a species appropriate diet yeah all these diseases that we're all fighting against they they kind of just they don't happen right i mean and this is what's what now i, I didn't ta- i didn't pull this clip but what she'd said was is that this was that the 1930s when he did this when he did these things was right around the time that photography was good enough that you could take it with you right and but uh, and these uh you know in prior to about 1950 a lot of the you know a lot of these uh you know there were, there were still a lot of uh, people that were eating you know that were that, that were living this kind of uh uh, this this life that wasn't impacted by humans. They sure uh, as hell weren't eat, were not living the mac and cheese life. No, but actually, and so there was a, there was, and I don't have a clip of this, but that but uh, Paul Saladino, who's a, who's known as Carnivore MD, he he went to go visit the Hadzo in Africa, I think is where they're at, and you know there there's some there's some um, tribes that unfortunately are impacted by the you know human life and you can see that and, and and you could it's like the minute that the minute the 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 sugars the grains the seed oils comes in yeah your health goes to shit i mean there's just no getting around it and it all circles back like yeah. all the stuff that we've done over the last you know month or so about the evils of this and the evils of that it's all circular yeah exactly pretty much everything that we address there's a lot of overlap in that venn diagram of just don't yeah exactly so and and yeah so i look i think i think with you know again whether you eat whether you decide to eat mostly meat or mostly or mostly plants you know i'm not going to tell you one way or the other yeah the decision is yours all we're here to do is tell you that it might not be the best idea and you know before you go pardon the expression hog wild and dive right into being a vegan or a vegetarian do some research some unbiased research yeah and and honestly yeah i mean it's very telling that prominent vegan doctors do not want to go debate um you know d- debate somebody like a vinnie tortorich or, or or anybody else for that matter it's because that's and by the way um 
you could say the same thing for the uh, for those because uh, I think because because again there's you know talk about COVID for a second yeah there's people that are you know kind of against the current the, the way that uh, the the mainstream is sort of handling COVID yeah those people don't want to come on and debate them because because honestly the best way to um, you know the, the best way to defend your position is in is an open light and when they don't when I you want to shut down dissent I think I can sum that up in one statement phone boy what's that better to keep your mouth shut and be thought a fool than open your mouth and concern and confirm suspicion there you go and that's exactly what they're doing is they know that if they open their mouth and come out to defend their position that they're just going to make themselves look like bigger weenies than they already do i mean look at you know air fauci how many times has that man talked some shit and then at an unspecified amount of time later it's come out that yeah exactly the opposite of what he has said is the truth and then he has to try to backpedal and cover his bullshit up i mean this man is is getting rich off of the lives of innocent people he does not deserve to be hailed he deserves to be court-martialed or hung or something yeah something like that um but anyway i think we should uh we should toast and jam i really think that's a great idea and in fact so, to you and to the pedal heads lime as the as the uh, as the israelis say it's one of my favorite sayings as a matter of fact all right that so. and mazel tov but anyway uh so on our toast and jam today we are going to talk about some awesome stuff that we did yeah, this was a busy week for us. It really was. Uh, as Phone Boy was talking about, we went to the farmer's market today, and we were talking to the local farmers that provide the beef, chicken, and pork for us, as we are very much against having to go to the grocery store and consume industrially farmed meat. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. It's uh, once you find out, you know, again, once you see the light and you taste the the difference in the quality, it's and it's, you could see it, like. As I said in the chat, I'm making fajitas for dinner tonight, and the beef that I'm using is just some steak that we bought from our local uh, farm, yeah, from Randolph, uh, Farms Rand- Randolph Farms yeah. in Cookville, Tennessee. You could tell. When I opened the package, because I cold defrosted it last night, which is basically just putting it in cold water, and then once it's thawed, you put it in the fridge, it stays cold. That way, if for some reason you have to put it back in the freezer, it never reaches a dangerous temperature, and can be you know refrozen so in addition to randolph farms who is our beef people who we adore we also have debel farms which are the people who provided us with some amazing blueberries today and who have the pork that we are looking to probably get either a half or a whole pig in the next week yeah, we need to we need to get a freezer for it though. Yeah, details, technicalities. The weekend is not over. Yeah, that's right. And um, then we have I do not remember who is our chicken people. Uh, Casey Farms. Thank you, and, Casey and, Farms. Yeah, and they're in Crossville. Yeah. Who is also in Crossville? Those are our chicken people, and they are they were actually one of the farms. Uh, the the man who was working at the booth. I assume he's one of the farmers who's responsible for that delicious meat that we put in our mouth. He had said, you know, if you want, come over and see how, you know, how these chickens are raised. And they have some other animals as well. I believe they have some ducks and I think they have pigs as well that they are 
uh, raising and selling. Yeah, but it's uh, you know it's obviously not time to do that yet. Um, no, no, no. They said they're still pretty small. Yeah, but exactly. we did want to give a shout out to them because we like to give a shout out to all of the people. And there also, we bought another candle because we burn a candle when we're here in the studio, and that's from Grace Hill Candles. They are also out of Crossville, I believe. Yeah, they are, yeah. And amazing, amazing products. The link for them, for Etsy, will be in the show notes. Yep. So if anyone wants to um, get a really good candle, uh, they also have lavender sachets. They have dried lavender. Uh, He sells microgreens. And yep. do they have anything else? I, I know they've so. got they've got a couple like some sauces and stuff. Yeah, the that Asian I sauces. Saw. Yeah, right. Because I believe his wife is Asian. Yeah, Asian. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, if if you're looking for a great candle, the ones that we burn, we have soy wax, which I don't like soy in any form. I was not aware when we bought it it was soy, but it's still a beautiful, wonderful candle that smells amazing. We prefer the palm wax. Mm-hmm. And it's very pretty, and it burns cleanly. So yeah. we just wanted to give a shout-out to all of our wonderful people that uh, we meet at the farmer's market, and we believe in their products. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. link to them in our show notes, and we speak of them when we talk in our Toast and Jam. Yeah, because, sure. you know, a friend tells a friend tells a friend, and before you know it, you know, we're helping out the local economy, and we're eating cleaner, and, and we're doing something good in the world yeah we are and uh, yeah and you know we're supporting our local economy and 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 having and and preparing for well you know what, what we see is coming right with you know because yeah those, the, those of us who are na producers who have been seeing this shit coming on the horizon for a good while you know we're we're pretty well ready for this yeah that's exactly we're trying to make sure that we are well prepared to uh to suffer the longer uh, you know the what what yeah you know, some of the, the the challenges that come with the supply chain that uh, you know oh you mean the created shortage that you know they're trying to convince us is because nobody wants to work and you know there's nobody to haul it despite the fact that you know as a truck driver we're absolutely inundated with loads just you know talk to Sir Rev Cyber Trucker yeah, that exactly. man never stops and speaking yes. of trucking. Phoenix's last day was actually Thursday because her company decided uh, I was going to take the last amount of vacation time that I had next week to fulfill my two week vacation or my yeah two week notice for my new job that y'all have been hearing me talk about. And my company decided that since I was going to be in Nashville anyway on Thursday, they would just have me clean out my truck and send me home early. So. At least they're still going to pay me for my vacation, and that is fine with me. But it did give me extra time to work on show content. It also... It was a lot of driving. (laughs) Yes, it was definitely a lot of driving because we had to go... Well, you had to go in my knight in shining armor all the way from Crossville to Nashville to get my stuff to Maryville so I could put it in storage and drop my cat off and then back to Crossville to come yeah, home. Yeah, that's six plus hours of driving. Yo. It was a long ass day, let me tell you. I was not looking forward to it, but we did it and now it's over. And it means I don't have to worry about Sunday doing this stuff or Monday having to do anything. It's done. It's over. I'm a free woman. And I have the next week, which is going to be jam-packed because subsequently I have my placement testing on Tuesday to go back to school. 
you'll remember I was talking about, you know, the fact I was going back and I was going to college. So that's another step toward that happening. And then Wednesday, I have my divorce being finalized. So Phoenix will be a free agent. <sighs> Although phone boy has already spoken. Yeah, I her. have. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, tomorrow or not tomorrow. Um, your divorce was actually supposed to have some kind of murmurings on Thursday of this coming week. Yeah, but that got moved. Um, yeah, that's they, right. They, yeah, they're yeah they're yeah, they're checking in to make sure that I'm doing. You know, they're they're checking in on the 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 orders that they filed in February. Yeah, they want to make sure that the unsustainable shit that they've put Phone Boy under is still being met. Yeah, exactly. So that got moved to early August. So which is which good. is a good thing. Yeah, it's ended up being a good thing because I was trying to get my. Uh, um, there's some information that I've requested uh, through that because there, there, if there's a trial, then you know certain information is is needed for that, and so I'd re- I'd requested that information, and through various, basically it wasn't going to show up until the day after this hearing, uh, or the, it's not due, I should say, because because there's no guarantee it will show up. Because yeah, I mean I'm, I'm not expecting the, um, you know I'm I'm expecting I'm going to have to uh, you know there's going to be some stuff to get this information in time, but. Um, it, it it's ultimately uh, but yeah the, it, so so I've so at least I have a you know there's going to be a week where I can uh, hopefully or, or you know there, a week or more where I can actually get this information so yeah it'll help but then we've also got uh, you know I've got a work thing on Thursday so that's right who he has generously and sweetly uh, invited me to go with him he yeah. wants me to be his arm candy he wants to show me off i do and uh who am i to object when a handsome man asks me to be his arm candy and accompany him on something oh, there you go yeah. so um so yeah next week's gonna be busy i don't know what what's gonna what's uh you know it is yeah you know, what's going on but ultimately yeah we got we have that going on uh, mm-hmm. and then tomorrow a little out of sequence but tomorrow we're gonna have a great time because I have my youngest son, whose birthday is coming up. Uh, matter of fact, his birthday is Monday, so this works out super good to be doing it tomorrow. But uh, we're having him and my friend Wookie come over, and we are going to just kind of hang out, do a little drinking, do a little Cards Against Humanity, and uh, have a great goddamn time, quite frankly. Exactly. And. Uh, We went to our favorite vape shop, Evolve, exit 322 in Crossville, Tennessee. Take a left off the exit or a right, depending on your direction of travel. And it's located right next to the Shell Station for all your kratom and vape and glassware needs. And speaking of glassware, yeah, I hope my son isn't listening. I will actually post in the chat... What I may or may not have purchased it evolved for him for his birthday. No, be because if Wookie's listening, the boy may be listening. So I think we're going to have to keep it on the DL what we bought him. But exactly. uh, we got him something awesome. And I will... <clears throat> I will uh, post, post a picture. Actually. Yeah, in the, yeah, in the, yeah. In the in the after party. Yes, in the after party, we will we will talk all about it, and we will post a picture of of what we bought him. And then the final uh, thing we have on our toast and jam today, which we're super excited about, is that we have a new node that is currently syncing to the blockchain. 
Oh yeah, and this has been yeah. Uh, so I'm actually in the yeah. This is one of those uh, yeah. I'm trying to uh, uh, get it set up here, and it's uh, unfortunately uh, taken a while to synchronize with the uh, with the Bitcoin network. But yeah, we're gonna have you know, as, uh, as Sir Spencer says, not your keys, not your cheese, and might That's as well right. have all the stuff uh, you know here at the here at the house. So yeah, unfortunately, it's taken a little bit longer than I would like, but uh, you know it is what it is, and uh, yeah, we're just doing a. We're just, but we're trying to get it going, and sooner or later, yeah, we'll be able to look at the, you know, be able to pull up a helipad and go, oh, well, you know, here you are. But unfortunately, we are waiting for, um, waiting for things to synchronize, and you know, it takes a it takes a little time to to validate the entire uh, Bitcoin blockchain. It does, but once we have it up and running, <clears throat> there's going to be no stopping us. You know, you'll be able to boost us and see it in the chat. And we're going to be big time like the rest of those awesome people yeah. out there that you hear, you know, yeah. Dame DeLorean, Sir Spencer. Of and, 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 Servo, and Servo, yes, we can also run Boost Clit at that point, too. Or I can run Boost Clit. Does that mean I have a Boost Clit now? Mm, eventually, yes. Oh, baby. Are you going to jiggle my handle once my Boost Clit is active? <laughs> <laughs> come all over the place exactly are you jacking it right now are you done coming that's right so all right but yeah that's that's the last thing we have on the toast and jam is about our node and we're very excited to get that up and running and then once that's up and running we are going to be getting in on one of the numerous uh rings of fire that sir spencer sets up so we're kind of stoked about that and the other thing we're stoked about is our refire topic. We want to know from you wonderful pedal heads, what's the worst adult film you've ever seen? You can still weigh in 253-237-3321 and tell us all about it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, what, what was your worst? Uh, now, I make no bones about the fact I like adult films. I worked in a adult shop and you know i can neither confirm nor deny having spent a little time on a pole that being said i would have to say i would i would put it in the category of one of the worst because it's really hard to narrow down there is some pretty shitty stuff out there you know and and i'm not talking about you know two girls in a cup or something like that i'm talking about an actually produced movie that you have seen and for me, I would have to say it was painful to watch Behind the Green Door. I'm not going to lie. Well, okay. So, in behi- okay, so Behind the Green Door is a is a seminal adult film because it was the fir- it was basically the breakout um, it was the breakout film for Marilyn Chambers, who was very popular. And um, I remember when she passed away. But but yeah, that I think that was the first adult movie she was in. And um, yeah, and I happen to like Marilyn Chambers. I'm not gonna not gonna lie about that but it, but uh, i have nothing against her as an actress her work is fine yeah that, that i will say that movie's a little odd i'm not gonna i'm not gonna that movie is a lot odd okay just for context pedal heads because i'm pretty sure we're all over 18 here okay Th- this movie is disturbing oh you hadn't even, you hadn't even gotten all, to the truly disturbing stuff that, that with, well, we, may- maybe we'll have to maybe after the after party tonight you can subject me to the rest of that movie but let me tell you what disturbed me most about this movie is you have this woman who's kidnapped stripped and she's got a 70s earth mama muff from hell like the dentist charges extra to get that shit out of your teeth i'm just saying okay she's got this bush that's just in she looks like she got don king in a headlock on top of which there's all these women like 
doing things to her, which you can use your imagination. I don't have to be graphic about it, which I don't have a problem with. Hey, I like a good looking woman. I like the girl parts too. I like all the chocolates in the box. I'm a pansexual, so sue me. Here's the problem. This, and mind you, I have nothing against black guys, okay? I've, I've known and, and been misbehaved with a few of them, okay? The problem being, this dude just looks freaky as shit. And he's got a hog that would just choke an elephant. And he's just railing the shit out of this bitch. And I'm just going, no, no, that just doesn't really work for me. Especially because if you're not fully naked, like there were at least one scene where like you have like some kind of, it's like, okay, it's like the adult films where like you've got some broad that's in yoga pants or something like that. And her trainer decides he wants to cut, you know, go balls deep so he like rips the yoga pants open oh i'm having a flip outfit i'm like convulsing like i've got the dts when i see that i'm like no 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 no. do not rip the yoga pants do not rip the pantyhose take that shit off have some respect and for god's sakes shave your chocha well okay this was the 70s that was that was normal back in the 70s so no excuse yeah, well, you know, and, and the funny thing about some of the early Marilyn Chambers films is that she, okay, she was the Ivory Snow girl. I don't know if y'all if y'all know this, but the, you know the box of Ivory Snow soap. I didn't know that. Yeah, she was as a baby. She was the baby on front in 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 the ivory you know in the the ivory uh snow box, That's and so they would put that in her film somewhere in a shot. Oh, kind of like an Easter egg. Yes, exactly. Groovy. That's like, do you know who the Coppertone baby is? No, I don't. Jodie Foster. Uh, I did Isn't not, that something? I did not know that. Um, now, what maybe you didn't know is that Bully Steed just boast, boosted this 11-11 set. Hey! Yeah, ding, hey. ding for Bully Steed. Thank you so much, Dame Bully Steed. Yeah, you we, are we, amazing. Yeah, we already have you in the show notes as a producer, so... Uh, so there we Does go. Does that mean she gets to be bumped up to executive producer since I, I there was a second boost in the same yeah, show? Yeah, I, get, that I she guess. Was I don't know. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah, she's in the credits for sure. Um, so awesomeness. So, so so yeah. Do tell, phone boy. What's the worst adult film you've been watched? <laughs> that I that I've that I've been watched. That you've been watched. <laughs> well, that was two thoughts that clashed okay, into each that other. That might be the okay. Th- the thought of being an adult film might be the worst adult film that anybody's ever watched. But what you in an adult film? Yeah, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> oh, that's just you. But I'm uh, biased. So I, I don't know. I, I was trying to think about this because we brought this up. I'm like, oh god, what is the worst I've seen? I know uh, because you. I mean, you're like me. You you've watched an extensive amount of adult films, and not just for spank value. I mean, I learned a lot from these things. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it, I, in terms of the worst, I mean, there is. I'm trying to think. I mean, because I've seen. Oh boy, I mean, depends on what you mean by worst. Because yeah, some of the, um, I don't know. I'd say I can't even think of the name of the of some of the stuff that they were. Because I mean, I've seen them a couple times. I went, oh, that was terrible. It was so bad. I didn't even remember the name of the the porno. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've literally had adult films where I'll start watching it and I'll just be like, yeah, no. Yeah. I, mean, I don't even know the name of the one that I watched. Some chick was swallowing some dude's sword, and she fucking gagged a little too much and actually vomited on screen. Wow. That that was it for me. I, I have major issue with that. I, I just why would why would you not edit that out? 
Like, seriously, it's called cut, clean up. Okay, let's try again. Yeah. Well, there are weird, you know, again, everybody's got everybody's got kinks. I mean, maybe somebody gets off on that. I don't know. But A warning that if you're not into amesis, you might want to not watch this program would have been nice. You know, they don't have these foot fetish videos where some chick is running her feet through ground beef that you're not aware she's fixing to do something stupid with food. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, there's a, yeah, it's just, it's just kind of, um, yeah, it depend. It's, you know, I've seen clips and scenes from things that are just like, you just kind of go, Whoa, what, what the, what the, you know, what the fuck is that shit about? Exactly. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think there, there's just, it, it's just some of the, yeah, I, I can't. I, I can't name because it's like if it was bad, I didn't watch it again, so I didn't. You know, right? So it's not something that like stuck in your memory. Yeah, but yeah. The reason, yeah, the reason you remember, um, you know, behind the green door is because we watched it recently. Well, that and because of the fact that it, you know it's it's very memorable in how uh, popular it is in you know. Yeah, or, or has historic value, I guess, is what because it is right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like the only the only endearing thing for me for Deep Throat is Ron Jeremy till I found out he was a fucking rapist, and then I was like, yeah, that movie's been ruined for me. Yeah, d- yeah, Deep Throat. Okay, so we're, since we're talking about porn, right? <laughs> I know how we went down this rabbit hole. Well, what, what well, say, what's the word? Okay, so, so okay, so so yeah, Deep Throat, and and I've watched Deep Throat. It's kind of I don't. It's it's like okay, the only thing. You know, it was Linda Lovelace taking? No, it wasn't Ron. Well, I don't think Ron Jeremy was. Well, maybe he was in that yes, movie. Yes, he but, was. No, but Harry Reams was in that movie. Oh, Harry Reams was definitely in that movie. He was yeah. the yeah. star alongside. Hey, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, he was the doctor that Linda Lovelace said deep throated. Right? Yes, yes, he yeah. was. And if so, anyone has ever seen a picture of this guy, yeah, he was all right looking. No, he was. Just, yeah. He's, yeah, he's a decent looking guy. And but but anyway, he uh, but that's yeah, that movie was. One of the stranger ones that I remember. Um, I might also say um, The Devil and Miss Jones, the original. Never seen. You've never seen? That might be another movie we, we, we watch at some point. But Again, uh, this is for educational value only. For educational purposes only. But but yeah, there is. Uh, yeah, and, and, but, it, but with it, with, yeah, it's. But these were these were early seven like early seventies porn, right? And 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 honestly, and that's the problem because we're children of the seventies. Yeah. So more than likely, you know, the first hands we got porn wise, if mom and dad had it, was something like you know Deep Throat or Behind the Green Door or something. Which I can say no, my parents never, to the best of my knowledge, had any adult films that I you know happened to get my hands on. It was once I was an adult and worked in an adult store that my curiosity was piqued, especially oh, when they were like, "Oh yeah. yeah, you can rent you know you can rent five videos at a time for free." I'm like, <laughs> sign me up. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, and, I, and, and yeah, and, and like, yeah, I, I, yeah, my, my mom gave me the porn. Your mom also got you stoned at five the first time. Let's not, uh, let's not rate parenting. Uh, no, let's not. Let's not say we did. Value. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we we already know this, but so okay, but but yeah, I mean, the re- yeah, there there's lots of really bad porn out there. That that's not a question. It's a you know, I'd say modern porn is terrible because there's not even any plot or whatever, and, and it's you all. You don't usually watch an adult film for the plot, although some do have plots that are reasonable. If you absolutely, if, yeah, I mean, if they had a reasonable plot, they got showed on Skinamax with all the sex scenes edited out. Okay, so if we're gonna talk 
because you went down this rabbit hole. If we're going to talk about a modern movie that has a plot and is actually filled with some really great stars and some decent, you know, adult activity, Pirates and Pirates 2. Um, I Jesse think I, Jane, Evan Stone, I've, I've Stephen LaCroix. I, I think yeah, I, I know way too many porn stars. Yeah, I, I think I think I've actually seen Pirates. <laughs> it's a fucking hot ass movie. Yeah, I was gonna say it is. Jesse um, Jane is all I'm saying. If you have not seen the rack on this woman, she lives in Oklahoma. Her name is Cindy. She's gorgeous. Oh, there you go. I told you I, I know way too much about this stuff. The internet is for porn. <laughs> Damn it, phone boy! I was almost taking a sip when you did that. The computer would have worn it. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so have we have we got have we exhausted this topic? Well, are, are we, we done? Are we done coming yet? I, I think we might be done coming, and I don't think we got any, um, you know, any money shots in the voicemail this week. No, we didn't. But you know what we didn't do? We never told the pedal heads about the most dangerous thing we've ever done, which was last week's refire. That's true. We never did. Uh, so I'm going to let you take the. Uh, take the lead on that one. What is the most dangerous thing you've ever done? Other than piss your not soon enough ex-wife narcissist gunt off. Well, or or taking the uh, the COVID jab. So, uh. which would be the which would be the other. Yeah, where's my bell? Ding ding ding. Yeah, no kidding. It, yeah, um, there's a reason I did the J and J, not the Pfizer or Moderna. Um, I fi- I figured I, I figured that was the least. Turns safe- out anymore, it doesn't fucking matter. They're all hot hot fresh poison. And causing way too many... There's like a 300% uptick in cases of myocarditis. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. So... In uh, healthy individuals. Yeah. In, in Yeah, exactly. I mean, so the only other thing I've I, I've done that's moderately dangerous is, yeah, I climbed a cliff uh, holding a ball uh, as, as a child and I fell off and broke my arm. So, um, yeah. That's a... You know, I did that when I was eight. And yeah, and I still can't turn my... I still can't turn my arm... Um, you know, appropriately. Um, That's right. So, yeah. Well, I can tell you the most dangerous thing that I ever did was probably when I took the dump truck job the first time last, it wasn't last, just a couple few years ago at this point that I decided I wanted to go drive a dump truck. So... Uh, I was actually trained on what's known as Blackberry Mountain, which is in beautiful Townsend, Tennessee. And this is no joke. This mountain will eat your breakfast, lunch, and dinner for you and then shit you out if you make a mistake. And it was really scary when I first started doing that job because it was literally a matter of if I lost my brakes, you know, if I believe in God, I I should probably get right with him at the time because there was no mercy. I was, you know, I've spoken of it before. You know, I was, I was going out riding Dixie if those brakes let go. And also, you know, there was a, there was a particular road I had to back out of a work site fully loaded and on one side i had cars and the other side i had about a 50 foot drop off that yeah if i got too close to that edge uh i was uh i wasn't coming out of it uh they'd probably i had to scraped me up with a spoon so i would say that's the most dangerous thing i've ever done is learning how to drive a dump truck on a mountain that literally could have killed me in equipment that was definitely subpar yeah and i have a clip to play about that Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yep. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I think it's yeah. The, I've the closest I've come to that is is going to um, Glacier National Park and going over the going up the uh, the uh, you know up, up you know going up the uh, the glaciers and yeah that that's a pretty thin road and even with cars that's it's a pretty kind of wild. It is kind of wild. So that's the closest I've done to that. So, um, so yeah. But I think we've uh, I think we've we've gone through all that. I think so. And hey, we always accept your voicemails on make goods for our refires. So if y'all want to tell us about the most dangerous thing that you've done or the worst adult film you've ever seen or even from when we started this particular subject, going all the way back to the most outrageous thing I've done in a car, feel free to call 253-237-3321 and leave us a voicemail about it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we have... So um, we kind of so I got a couple of extra clips of it. This is when I was when I was uh, pulling the clips this morning. I'm like, okay, because I, I I I had um, listened to this interview on 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 the Ivor Cummins podcast, and and uh, and I was when I was, and in the context of the vegan stuff, I was kind of like, oh, this is uh, this is some pretty scary stuff. Um, and you know, some people uh, will say, you know, some people treat their diet as a religion. It's kind of interesting. And, and, and I think it's people, you know, I think Lear Keith made the, um, you know, made the comment and I don't know, maybe I played the clip already, but ultimately like people think of this as part of their identity, right? Is that they don't, that it's not just about how you eat. It's about who you are, right? It becomes part of what you are. And, uh, and that's actually, yeah. And actually let me play that clip because I think I still have that clip. I kept accumulating information. I I didn't Mm. stop there. Mm. And so all the counter information that indeed I was gathering, I couldn't look at because, I mean, one of the things about being a vegan is that it's, um, it's not just what you eat. It becomes who you are. Yeah. Um, and, and ultimately, yeah, this is, and so when people think about their, um, you know, when, when, when you, when you start attacking veganism in a sense for some people, yeah, they don't want to hear it because, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're part of something bigger and better. And so, uh, and, you know, in the context of these, um, collective in you know in uh, you know we saw this with covid right people started uh doing cra- you know the, the, all the crazy stuff started happening people's kept doing it anyway it's uh yeah we've got some stuff there and i think it's um when i started lis- looking looking at this um and i'm like wow that there's a lot of um there's a lot of stuff there and so i'll absolutely pl- i'll play a clip uh about the fact that uh people about how people Maybe I, you know, I, I see this happening with with veganism. It's it's not that they're connecting with other vegans necessarily. They're connecting with a collective of vegans, and there's a, there's a difference there. Yeah, you know, they say they're strength. A mass or a crowd is a group that is formed not because individuals reconnect with each other. A mass is a group that is formed because all individuals separately connect to the collective. So this typical, famous solidarity that always emerges when a mass forms is never a solidarity between individuals. It's a solidarity of every individual with the collective. And the longer the mass formation exists, the more all the solidarity and all the psychological energy is sucked away from the social bonds between the individuals and is all injected, invested in the bond between the individual and the collective. Meaning that in the end, the solidarity with the collective is much, much stronger and the solidarity with other individuals. Yeah, and that's a, and, and yeah. So when 
actually Lear Keith again used to be a vegan, right? She she was a vegan for twenty years, and then she written her health deteriorated, and she ate meat and got better, and you know, and and she got pretty much. Um, taken out by the you know by you know she goes to you know the vegans will will attack her uh because she's speaking against the narrative and she's not you know they they the, the connection with other people and and, and you and you probably all saw this in covid too right people you know completely dis you know they they went with the narrative and and did everything to support the narrative versus uh what they do to um you know to, that what what's logical what makes sense what you know the connection with other people which i think is way more important than you know with it with a specific other person having that connectivity versus it's just having something with a you know a collective that's not uh, that's just nameless and faceless like the Borg, right? Yeah. So, um, and you know, and I think this happens too with vegans, and this is this is a um, you know sometimes yeah. And and I and it was funny because Lear Keith talked about it. She said, you know what, I spent all this time not wanting to that you know I got this I was getting this counter information the whole time, but. I, I kind of ignored it the whole time because it... it and it you thr- do, because it goes against the narrative. And yeah, exactly. you don't want to yeah. listen to it because at that point it's propaganda till you realize that it's not. That's yeah. true. Well, and, well, not only that, but people... But, okay, this so a mass formation fills a need in people's lives, right? Because, you know, and this is... And, and I didn't pl- I didn't pull all these clips about, about mass formation, but ultimately, yeah, people have a hole in their lives that you know they they don't you know that okay and and i'm not by any stretch of the imagination saying that you know you should believe in god or whatever although being in the being in the south i see this guy jesus i wonder why he could why you know why he's such a big deal because i i, I he's got churches everywhere and you know it's it's an amazing it's a, but uh so you know who is this guy and why is he so important um but ultimately yeah people you know, people have gone away from sort of traditional religion and i'm not saying that traditional religion is the answer here but people need to have you know people there's a need in they humans they need to believe in something yeah something that's greater than themselves this is and so what people have gone away from religion in the traditional sense and they don't have anything in their place and so what happens is is that people now have found something that you know that that they believe in whatever it is whether it whether it's vegan or the covid narrative or both or whatever and, and ultimately the reason why they're not um you know, the reason why they're uh, you know that that they're so resistant against changing is because yeah they they found a way to connect with other people and you know okay they're not really connecting with other people it, it, they're connecting with a collective and ultimately the you know the collective doesn't care about them because the collective doesn't exist right it's exactly. just yeah so um, you know so people don't want to be woken up from stuff and so I got one I've got one more clip here that to, okay. that talks about that people with those four conditions if fed propaganda and a new virtue that's a hole in their lives and they grab it they're going to blindly with blinkers ignore anything that threatens their new virtue they've now got a cause so they will studiously avoid any naysayers exactly so that's the problem once people are in the grip of a mass formation they definitely don't want to wake up just because if they would want to wake up, so the mass formation seems to reconnect them to other people. It seems to provide a new kind of meaning making in life. They have this collective, collective heroic battle now with, with, with something, with, with the virus, for instance, or with the anti-vaxxers or with no matter what. And also all their anxiety is nicely connected to an object and all their frustration and aggression can be directed at an object. So that's the reason why in one way or another, the mass formation symptomatically solves all 
the psychological misery that typically existed yeah. before the transformation. So people yeah. don't want to wake up. Yeah, and and you know, and Sir Bemrose points it out, and, and, and yeah, and I think, I, and I made this mistake too, right? Is that I don't, I don't have a people, I don't have a problem with spirituality or even religion. What I have an or when I have a problem with is organized religion, in the sense that it's because that yeah, it's it's ultimately humans muck it up and yeah, use do. the religion to control people. It's an it's a it's a control mechanism. I One mean, of the best things I ever saw that really explained religion and and what a you know, gigantic ball of bullshit is. It was actually uh, Bill Maher's uh, Religulous. If you've never seen it, I highly recommend uh, checking it out because it completely dispels a lot of the uh, the double standard and, you know, what I consider the questionable falsehood that goes along with religion and all of you know all of that and i and i love george carlin when he talks about uh religion and how you know you're supposed to believe that there's big you know some big scary man in the sky and you know if you don't do exactly what he says he's gonna rain down fire and brimstone upon you and he's bad with money my god's a, got a bigger dick than your god so it comes down to that's what that that is the that you know is. It, it really is because when you get down to it okay all religions are basically saying the same thing they say that they believe in a an entity or a deity if you will that is unseen i mean it kind of confuses me because like there's a statue of buddha there's all of these other, you know, religious statues. And I understand, okay, we have all the crosses and all the, you know, Jesus is nailed to the cross and stuff like that. But we're not exactly, we're not praying to Jesus. We pray in his name if you're a, Catholic, if you're a Christian, but we're not praying to him. We're praying to God. Has anyone seen God? Do we know if it's a he or she or if it's non-binary? Yeah, we don't, we don't know. And, 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 and they say, take it on faith. I don't mean to piss anybody off, especially anyone in our group. I'm personally the type of person who, in my life, trust but verify. I've never seen God. I've seen amazing things, but I attribute them to the universe and to Mother Nature and just Earth in and of itself, which is why I'm a Wiccan, because it definitely better aligns with the beliefs than it does with you know the image of you know some all-powerful being that you've never seen who had you know knocked up some innocent woman and and you know the product of which is this deity called jesus who saved a whole bunch of people and was betrayed and ultimately nailed to a cross and he was so amazing he got lifted up after three days and how am i doing christians am i remembering it well yeah, well, and, and you know, I three thousand year old Jewish fairy tale, as I've heard it called. Yeah, well, and I look at it this way because I've I've experienced many different religions, and I think they all say directionally point the the right way. They just use different terminology to say the same thing, right? I mean, I and and you know, a lot of my family is. Um, is christian and, and not you know not my not my not soon enough ex and not the kids probably be more i don't know if they're atheists or what they are you know i mean she's probably more of an atheist I've, i always thought that there was some higher power i just didn't know exactly what it was and when it, did they change the term atheist to mean cunt 
Sorry, I couldn't resist. Yeah, of course you couldn't resist that. But I can never resist calling her out for her narcissistic behavior and the fact that she's truly evil and deserves to not breathe the same air. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, but I think the, you know, I've always taken the position that, yeah, there, I, I don't know if you call it God, do you call it, you know, whatever, whatever or, you know, the universe, whatever you want to call it. There have been more wars and more bloodshed over terminologies and religious beliefs. And it's sad because ultimately they're all saying the same thing and doing the same thing. They're worshiping an unseen deity what does it matter if you call yours allah i call mine buddha somebody else calls theirs you know or, or we just refer to it as the universe i mean yeah it so doesn't matter there's, what there's, you there, call there is something it. there is something i you know I, I can't keep shaking the you know we can we can talk about what we call it but ultimately there's something greater than all of us absolutely there and is. and when you're and when you're tied into it great things happen i mean look at look at our life the last six months i mean a lot of things have, you said a lot there yeah it, it's you know honestly like yeah i mean i think my lucky stars every day that what what's happened with my you know what, what's happened with my life and if i look back six months and i think about where i started i mean it's a very different sort of a you know where i was then and where i am now i don't think i could have pictured where i am now and i'm having a great goddamn time i don't know about you i am i i completely agree i could never have pictured my life uh being what it's been over the last six months and you know this is going to keep going i'm sure oh. i oh, yeah. feel amazing oh, of course of course I, I mean i i wake up with an optimism that i've never known uh, physically and you know, health-wise, I'm a lot healthier than I've been in. God, I cannot even remember. I mean, everything just works in my life since I met you. Not to get all sentimental and shit, mm -hmm. but there's definitely something greater than all of us. And it doesn't matter what name you put on it, because all you have to do is take a look around, look at the trees, look at you know, the beautiful brand new baby that, you know, shouldn't have existed because, you know, mom was told she could never have kids or dad was told his sperm count was too low. And the next thing you know, here's this amazing little creature that, you know, filled this void that this couple needed because they'd been trying for 10 years and never thought it would happen. You know, that is how you know there's something greater than you. When you feel the sun shine on your face, when you when you get a rainstorm after a month of no rain and, and, you know, just look at the trees and, and all of the, the living things in the world from the animals to the humans, when something like that happens, you rejoice and you thank that higher power that you may believe in that, you know, rain has come in your drought or a new baby has been blessed in a family that will love it more than life itself there's always something out there that shows you whether it's something that's happened in your life or whether it's something that you see that there is a higher power out there and whatever yeah. you call it whatever you believe in you should have the right to do so you should not be oppressed because i call it buddha and you call it allah yeah exactly well I, but i also think this is get back to our topic for a second um i'll play yeah, a we, clip. we rabbit hold badly we, on that yeah we did but i think just which which is fine that's what we do we, we, we do. rabbit hole um but i think it's important to, to because yeah i mean how else could you explain right there's got to be something you know there's there's a lot of things going on right um out there and i think you know if if we just kind of leave things alone 
right? I mean, if we, you know, we stop thinking that we're the, the we're the, we're the, we're the, you know, we're the greatest force on earth, right? Well, unfortunately, that's never going to happen. I hate to tell you, no. there are too many people out there with inflated egos, you know, yeah, you're exactly. not soon enough X and my son, not soon effects being examples of the fact that yeah. you're never going to get everyone to believe that there's something greater than them out there. And yeah. if you do, uh, you know, making the statement that, you know, what they call it, even though it's the same thing that you believe in, just a different name, you're, you're never going to get everybody to agree. No, of course not. But, but I think that, um, you know, to t- talk about the power of, you know, the, you know, sort of taking the hands off the wheel and letting, you know, um, I think that we, we talk about what can happen in, you know, and, and I think I'll play a, a brief clip on Chernobyl. Uh, yes. Yeah, I think we got to do that. People haven't been living there now since the accident. Mm-hmm. And what has mm-hmm. happened is and just an incredible explosion of the return. There are plural packs of wolves at Chernobyl now. Not like one wolf, plural yes. packs. Yes. All these rare animals and birds have returned. Um, so which is to say that in, you know, in a really scary way, a nuclear disaster is better for the planet than civilization. Yeah, and COVID, when everyone was ordered to stay home and they couldn't drive and they couldn't do this and that, except for those of us who were still out there busting their asses driving those trucks, getting the supplies to people, you know, because there's such a supply shortage chain or supply chain shortage. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yank, yank. Anyway, um, the air, the the earth took literally days to repair itself yeah you could you could yeah i mean you could see that i mean i could see it you know where i was i mean in 2020 i mean it's like yeah the air it it was quiet the the skies were quiet the um because nobody was was flying it was at peace it was ultimately peace and you know and again this is um i got i got another clip here i'll play uh not about chernobyl but similar idea If we took all the trashed out grasslands across the planet, no, not all, 75% of the world's trashed rangelands, and we could restore them from agriculture back to functioning Mm. prairies, Mm. you know, with their animal cohorts, even on 75% of the land, um, within under 15 years, we could sequester all of the carbon that's been released since the beginning of the industrial age. All of the carbon that's been released since the beginning of the industrial age. Yeah, and the idea being that yeah, you just give nature a chance. That's right. To figure it out, right? Is that yeah, and and, and unfortunately we're kind of, you know, I, I and I think, you know, where we'll kind of we'll wrap this up is ultimately we've gone way off the track for what, you know, our nature is as as humans, right? And what we're what we what we're supposed to do as humans. Um and, you know, and it's very clear from, you know, again kind of, you know, Going back through history, yeah, we ate animals, right? We may be, we we may not have eaten, you know. Again, we we ate the animals that, you know, that that we were able to kill, right? And we you know we and we made sure to use all of it because that's because they were few and far between. We couldn't just go down to the to the, um, you know, to Food City or, or one of the grocery stores and be able to just pick up what we want. We had to actually go hunt it and kill it, right? And that, grow it. And I mean, let's it. not forget the fact that you know grocery stores did not exist back in you know like the 20s and 30s or something i don't think so you know it, that's why you know women like my father's mother you know i learned from her how to do canning and preserving and you know i mean meat was something that yeah you know i i saw 
the animal before and after, ultimately. I knew where my food came from. I had petted it. I had, you know, looks into its eyes. And I was okay with that. Even from a really early age, I understood the cycle of life. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't like it. Like, you know, my turkey that I raised from a, a chick recently died because of the heat. Well, that and the fact that, you know, my not soon enough ex was left in charge of it. But anyway, that being said, I was, I was hurt that that had happened because I didn't feel like it was fair to that animal that it could not be, its meat could not be used and its life could not be honored by eating it. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I almost felt like, you know, that, that animal had died in vain. And that hurts my heart because I raised him, you know. So rest in peace, Thanksgiving. Uh, you were a good turkey. Yeah, exactly. Rip Thanksgiving. There you go. Um, so I think, um, you know, I think... Uh, we've wrapped it up or we've gotten to the end of uh, what we're going to talk about so i do too um yeah how do we I forgot how do we end these things i don't know yeah i guess we we gotta we gotta do that but uh yeah i guess i guess we do it this way we do it this way jordan fades back swoosh and that's the game fuck you fuck you fuck you you're cool and fuck you i'm out You still here? It's over. Go home. Go. <laughs> <laughs>